0: You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right, Playing With Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You're about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right, Playing With Balls podcast, you dig? <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Playing With Balls Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Lee, and today I'm super excited to have Joe Conklin kicking it off. Joe's a Philly-based comedian, been on the radio for more than 20 years. You've seen him on NFL Film Presents, ESPN, among others. You hear him all the time on uh, 94 WIP Sports Radio. And his stand-up routines are legendary. He's from Philly, uh, Philly native. He's known for his spot-on impressions. So I think I have Joe on the phone right now, but I'm not so sure who we're going to get.
0: Hello, Shannon. How are you? (laughs) By the way, it's always great to talk to a female because I, I, I have no bias against anyone, any particular race, creed, gender, whatever, except that wacky congressman who wears the cowboy hat. Where is she from? Down there in Florida? Somewhere in Florida. I don't even know. This Gold Star family. She's accusing me of buying. I don't know if you're paying attention. I tweeted at her this morning. She's got some goofy hat on. She wears, I don't know if she's a Dallas Cowboy fan or what. But she's the, uh, evidently this poor woman who lost her husband in the war. Of course, he, he knew what he was getting into in the first place. But uh, White consoled her. I did a great job with my consultation or my controlling, whatever. And this woman was eavesdropping, okay? Eavesdropping on a private conversation, and now she's accusing me of terrible things. I think she's crazy. In fact, I know she's wacky. But there are so many things going on, and I'm excited to be on your podcast because later this week I will open the JFK files, and we'll finally find that out. Ted Cruz Ted was in on the actual killing of the president of the United States great things happening in this country wow how are you,
1: how are you? Um, president Trump it's nice to uh, talk to you I'm not surprised that um, I was able to get you on the playing with balls podcast but just so you know this is not a porn site this is about sports okay <laughs>
0: I was gonna walk right up and grab you by the pussy. That's out now. That's and, out.
1: And also for the off, just just to be clear, I think that Dallas Cowboys person you were referring to is your boyfriend Jerry Jones. And yes. I, are you in fact in a monogamous relationship at this point, or is he still your side chick?
0: No, we. That's there's not a whole lot of that substantiated. That's a lie. I like him. He's a very good guy. Good kisser. He's got great acts <laughs> for for a 74 year old or whatever the hell he is but uh if you don't like his face uh, he'll he'll have another one tomorrow don't worry <laughs> about
1: oh my gosh
0: he's very attractive <laughs> i don't know how long i have to keep this up i can't stand being the president there's too much responsibility yeah three three too much responsibility
1: <laughs> well three minutes yeah too three much. minutes of trump on my podcast is all is all we can handle right though but yeah, the, oh the, 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 i first heard you do a trumpet when uh when i first met you actually when i was in your weekly show at parks casino conklin's comedy night you do a lot of good ones you do a lot of good philly ones too
2: thank you uh of course we got the eagles tonight oh yeah, you know i was a little surprised to hear that you do a sports podcast and you said and you used the term that i used many many years ago and and really haven't heard a whole lot since and it was sports comedy nobody does sports comedy and there's not it's not even a thing sports comedy but you, now maybe it is.
1: Right? You know, I I would say that um, no, and that's that's cool to hear that because sometimes I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Because I don't know what this market is, you know. But there's not a lot of comedians um, that do stand up that are regularly involved in sports. And, and, I, and I'm not saying that as an absolute thing because there certainly are people that cross over and uh, so the outlet for me was just doing a podcast. And it didn't gotcha. even start off being Philly because I had a co-host uh, who was from Chicago and we were trying to figure it out because I was trying to get it up for Chicago and I just couldn't say her same for Philly. But then she fell off earlier this year and I took it over, revamped it. And it it became just that, like sports comedy, and um, it's it's great. So you know, I'm just following in yeah, your you, footsteps.
2: You're seeing, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're seeing uh, a lot of it bleed over. I mean, I doubt there's a there's there's not a lot of people, comics who do a lot of sports in their stand-up, only because it tends to. It's a specialty thing, and you can lose an audience that way, you know? And, uh, if your audience is in the sports and you start doing minutiae on... I mean, especially my stuff, it's so local, you know? Uh, so I can only really work certain crowds, but... right. Um, or otherwise, I can't work the big one. Anyway, no, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, but But it's a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Everybody loves sports. Sports is a multi-billion dollar industry. I mean, Absolutely. I, I, why wouldn't everybody be doing? And it started for me because <laughs> I—that was my world. I was in, you know, I was a sports fan. I always grew up doing the announcers, Harry Callis. Mm-hmm. Here's the dude, dude, to Mike Schmitz.
0: <laughs> baby.
2: Outta here, and uh, then from a national audience, they know I'm from. And now you make the call <laughs> a beer vendor falls from the six hundred level, clear on down to the two hundred level you know that, that, you know the hBO NFL presents in a couple commercials, but otherwise nobody knows who it is.
1: man that's but good I, I
2: was I was doing him since I was a little kid, and then you know when you start what was i like twenty i don't know twenty four years old you really basically do whatever is in your world, you know you do what you know. You, you, your material, your act becomes, you know, what you do and whatever. That's where your material comes from, your experiences. And mine was just a bunch, a bunch of sports stuff and a bunch of it was sports and the presidents, you know. Yeah. And, um, and now you see with, you know, with the social media, with how active the athletes are, uh, you know, with their whole Twitter thing, and um, and how they're being funny and how they're doing this and trying to do that it's 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 a wonder that more comics aren't doing you know shitload more to sports stuff you know
1: i agree i really think it's you know to, to your point i mean you've been doing it for how long 20 30 years. 30 years right and it's an um, outrage mary <laughs> and you know what? And it's still, I'd say not an oversaturated market. And I think there's a lot of opportunities and I see it too. I don't know exactly what it is because if I did, I'd be doing it by now, but I know it, it, that's something I'm working towards. I think there's a lot of opportunities to continue to carve out unique, uh, paths and markets like you know micro markets within the sports comedy world that don't exist yet and i think especially uh, more so in philly and, and cities where the sports fans are you know have a reputation and are known for that and i know like you growing yeah. growing up in philly did that influence you know you it had to have influenced you in in terms of how you looked at sports growing up in philly uh
2: what what uh, what's the question? there? I'm sorry. I kind of missed what you what you're asking. Well, just growing what, what up, influenced?
1: growing up and going in a
2: rabbit sports fan and being in all sports in your house. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's what I was saying. I mean, that becomes your axis is what you know. Right. But I, I actually I mean, I think it's a, a no brainer because um, even like there was a couple guys out of Boston and a couple guys out of Chicago. You know, huge sports markets, and New York is so big that, that you couldn't probably couldn't get away with it because you have everything there, and it's not just sports. Right. But Boston and Chicago are very heavy sports, and there was a guy that did Harry Carey, uh, Carbonero, or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was he was outstanding. He um he did a whole Harry Carey thing, and he had uh you know he made a, a living out there, uh with Cubby fans. Yep. And you know, the Bears—it's all so strong. I mean, you really can. It's—I'm I, I, just—I'm actually surprised that more people have not had sports in their act as much. I know there was a couple guys out of Boston. There was a dude that used to do Johnny Most, mm. uh, Johnny Alex, ball <laughs> You know, this guy. Um, but yeah, and and uh, so I was actually kind of um, excited and excited for you. For for having a sports comedy podcast. Well, so thank we'll you. I appreciate yeah. that, and
1: yeah. I mean, and it's it's amazing to have you on. You're a legend in Philly. I mean, everybody listens to WIP there. It's like you know, and it's not like that. That it's a very cultural thing. I think for Philly, and like, and so, and when you say you do voices that people don't, know, I I would disagree. People know obviously Trump. You do Obama, Iverson, Barkley. I mean, there's you you have some good universal things there that I think you know, you could always use it in, in, a, in a, a crowd that's yeah. outside of Philadelphia. And my question for you though, is like, you know, when did you know you could do voices? Like, how does that work? I can't do them. How did you, you know?
2: <laughs> um, well, it, it's weird. I've thought about this a few, it's, it's, since I was a little kid, but I'm um, everybody in my family, I'm, I'm uh, the six of seven kids. And um, both of my parents, were singers, they have good voice. So I think it's genetic. Okay. And my brothers and sisters they kinda did voices too, not to the extent that I do them, uh or not you know, not for a living or anything, but it was a constant big sta you had a battle for stage time in the house and 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 laughs, you know, and uh and you really had to um you know, you had to work and you had to hustle and you had to um uh, you had to do something to get yeah, you know, get noticed, get a reaction in, in my own house. Growing up, uh, and I always I started imitating like my uncle Dutch, my uncle Bob, you know, the neighbor down the street. I was I would always repeat, you know, um I would mimic anything. Still, I <laughs> you mim- you mimic just about everything. Some of it sticks, some of it does not. And um, and then I started doing like Howard Cosell. I guess I was about five or six, and. Remember I did this guy, Mr. Terrific, on, on TV, like Captain <laughs> USA or whatever these little bullshit. And, um, and then, you know, uh, I I was getting pretty good, and then I would go up talk about the big room. I would do it among my cousins. I was pretty tight with my cousins. We were all right around the same age. It was, it was, uh, it was a big family, extended family, too. And so I would work them out down in in the basement say like easter christmas anytime there was a big company big amount of company around <laughs> we'd make, work it out down the basement. then i go up to the big room upstairs to the living room and play for the uh, the adults you know
1: that's uh, so I'd cool
2: doing, i'd be doing my uncle bob and uh and howard cosell and things like that so it's pretty weird
1: now the most Is important question kind of- did they laugh at you or did they think you yeah, were funny I
2: they, they, they did now, I, I didn't know i yeah i, I don't know if they're giving me courtesy laugh at the time mm. or it, it had to be pretty funny even if it was accurate or not some little kids doing voices you know yeah uh,
0: oh, but, that would be so great
1: if that was on a film somewhere if somebody could dig that up yeah. and somebody you know uh what, what did they use a camcorder the i don't 1800s.
2: know 1800s yeah i don't know what
1: they had <laughs> with a hand Uh-oh. flash i don't know but so you grew up but you grew up in the hood you grew up where uh my um, family i think in the same neighborhood as my cousins front and tabor is that crescent Pen or something something yeah like
2: that? wow how about that yeah, pretty yeah. Much.
1: see i uh i do my homework uh as a host i have to know that you know some some backstory on you like uh I heard that you may have been uh, back in the day a DJ at beef and Beers. Can you confirm?
2: I confirm. <laughs> I was one of the worst DJs. I would do your wedding, and I have no um, technical skills to this day. <laughs> and I would screw people's weddings up. Uh, I remember like I was borrowing this ant from one of my DJ buddies for a show. Right off Cottman Avenue, at, I think it was the AOH on like Edmond Street, and um, you know I was panicking. It's it's forty five minutes into this reception, it's still only the cocktail hour, but I got no power or anything. And my, I'm my but I, I call the kid, he comes over and he goes down and presses the power button. I couldn't even find the power button, and then everything was fine. <laughs> There was another example. I think we were down the street. It was Frankfurt and like Noor. There's a nice of Columbus there where I think one of my turntables went out and I forget what the hell happened. Um, <laughs> and the woman, the, the bride, is in tears. She's screaming at me, This
0: is my wedding. I was like, I can't do this
2: shit anymore. Oh my <laughs> I'm God. Screw
0: up. That's and so I, funny. i blew
2: speakers out another time up near. Uh, Archbishop Ryan where the hell, where, what one of those uh, plumbers halls or something like that we blew the speakers out and I had the I started singing <laughs> 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 On, I borrowed. there was another it was a band or something there we were supposed to just kill you know 45 minutes at a time like two or three times and I, I grabbed their mic and started singing. Elvis Costello songs and shit.
1: Now, how's your singing compared to your impressions? Can you can you hold a I note? Can,
2: I can sing pretty good. Oh, I can, all right. I do singing impressions and things like that. Both my parents are good singers. Like I said, so I think it's something genetic, and my 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 kids can sing. Well, my brothers and sisters.
1: No, it is. Know, that's a virtue for sure. And thank God you could sing, right? Because some some guy or lady gave you a DJ job. To, gave a dj job to a person who couldn't find the power button so there you know there's a, there's a lot of problems in that story my uh, exactly. my family wanted you to know they're from the saint ambrose crowd i don't know what that means
2: oh yeah that's it saint ambrose You yeah. said front and uh and, and tabor yeah. front and uh, dunk yeah. yeah and
1: they said something about an eggy Boyle, but maybe we can save that for the next
2: time oh eggy Boyle, <laughs> sure he's He played with the Allen Eagles, Mr. Boyle, Shelley Boyle. Yeah. Sure, I know Aggie.
1: Yeah. We named
2: a uh, we named a a a fictional character in Kensington. See, Aggie's a good nickname. So when we're putting this Chip Snappers Tap Room together, it's just a fake bar in Kensington. Mm
0: -hmm. And your Chip Snappers guys, we got different characters. Aggie Duckworth. (laughs)
2: We borrowed Aggie. We borrowed Aggie's first name and made him one of the characters. Aggie Duffy.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Well, we wonder what Eggie Boyle's doing now.
2: Uh, Last I heard, he was at the parking authority. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think I saw him strolling around writing tickets. Well, uh, he had his 15
1: minutes back in the day. Kensington. (laughs) I'm front and saber. But, you know, it's funny because growing up in this type of a family, this is where I get a lot of my Eagles pride from and my Philly pride. Uh, I say Eagles just because we're in football season right now and very exciting stuff is going on, right? But, you know, growing up, everybody's sitting on stoops, pretending like they invented the mafia. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I'm talking, right. talking about sports. And I just think the culture of Philadelphia sports is why I do this because it's just in me. It's in, When you grow up in something like that, it's just so neat. That's why I get mad that we get a bad rap. It was kind of something I was trying to say to, wow. to you earlier, you know, about uh, Philadelphia sports fans and all that nonsense. But I think we're just passionate, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's – I think East Coast – is different than west coast and midwest i i think uh, the you know chicago is um they're just as crazy they're just as passionate as we are sports is great i mean because it just brings us together and is a distraction like they uh, but we have east coast attitude and they Mid- midwestern people are friendlier right we have an edge just when we when we wake up we're looking we're already pissed off we're looking <laughs> yeah. for somebody to fight just because um you know we got the Philadelphia chip on our shoulder. And it's different than New York because New York gets all the uh, – New York has everything in the world. They have entertainment, museums, uh, television studios. We, we have the Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, and Phillies. <laughs> yeah. And really – and, and cheesesteaks. Yeah. And if we can't win, then we just want you to lose. Yeah. We're just uh, – we got – Mm, kind of a complex like uh, and we're pissed off a lot um, but I, I think that's um, the you know I think Boston New York Philly all have that um, but uh, and it's just part of their makeup Philly's I don't know. They're they're a little bit different. Everybody's got their different culture, but right. I think it's East Coast, you know.
1: I would agree, was- I think a lot a lot of the media has to do with it too. You know, blowing. You know, anytime there's anything happens, it seems to be sort of broadcasted in Philly because it's like this this persona that we have uh, to everybody else in the country, and I think media helps shape that. Unfortunately, but I mean, well,
2: it- on the storyline. It's a lazy point of view. It's a lazy, um, like you know, something happens in the stands. Now, there's crazy shit going on in every market. I mean, Denver, wherever, San Diego, people are either throwing stuff or some guy gets drunk or falls down the steps. And they never say, oh, another black eye on Cleveland or Denver or whatever. But when anything happens in Philly, it's like, oh, remember, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. (sighs) That's real original.
1: Yeah, it was like 1968.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it was once, it's just one Christmas.
1: <laughs> and to be fair, it wasn't actually the real Santa Claus, so yeah. You know? But
2: nobody cares about I that. Know. I mean, you know, that's our badge of courage. Hell, let's not discount it. Well, <laughs> and you know,
1: it's kind. I know <laughs> it, you're right. And I, I let's I've,
2: pretend it was the real Santa from Cherry Hill Mall <laughs> <laughs> with the, the rosy
1: shrieks, not not the one drinking whiskey for the first part of our terrible last season game of the most terrible season of like the coldest day of the year all the conditions something like that but you know there's a level of pride I think that comes along with it so I think being a comedian in Philly too it has a lot of its perks because of that it creates opportunities and a lightness for an otherwise pretty gritty culture I would say um
0: correct
2: agreed agreed n- and um uh, uh We smell. uh, uh, You you can't out fake us. We we can smell an inauthentic person. All you got to do here is try. Just do your best. If you're not if you're not giving effort, we really get pissed. We being the fans and the media and the media will run you out of town or call you out on it. The fans just jump right on top of that. That's what happens in sports talk.
1: I think that's very Radio. reasonable, too. You know, like you look at players like, you know, just talking specifically about the Eagles. And we talk about this on the podcast all the time. These types of players like, a, you know, like a green Beckham. I'll give him two seconds of airtime. That guy, he, he, you know, he got uh, cut, I guess, right, right before this uh, regular season. And it's like, well, you know, he had so much potential, but he didn't he didn't try. You know, we don't yeah. want a guy like that on the team. You know, and there was con- some concerns about you know some some other players, and things seem to be gelling well this year. But I I think that's we also get a bad rap. Oh, we booed Donovan McNabb. Well, whatever. You know, I mean, shit happens.
2: <laughs> it's a natural dichotomy. That's beautiful. You got the, you know, me and you or or, or the guy your neighbor making uh, you know X number of dollars, driving a bus or whatever. And working his ass off and you got this guy playing one day a week or whatever and making, you know, a hundred million dollars. We're pissed off about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's very reasonable. And speaking of playing one day a week, you know, so let's look at the game tonight because this is an important game and our players, you know, Eagles have had 10 days off. Since the last mm-hmm. game, so you know, is do you think that sh- that's a concern? Because ten days off is kind of a long time. They probably went on vacation. Yeah, I don't
2: like it. I, I don't. I don't like that kind of layoff. I mean, it's good if you have hurt players, and it's good to generally, you know, the, the season is so brutal in football anyway. It's good to have time to heal, but it does mess you up. They're going to be uh, they're going to be out of sync in for at least a quarter. Uh, I'm hoping it won't take that long, but uh, I got a feeling they're going to they're gonna go down uh they're gonna have to come back in this yeah. um i think they 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 will win it but i i am not you know i'm a little uh, i'm worried about this game just because it's hard to beat a division opponent more than once in the season uh kirk cousins is a lot better than people say he is mm-hmm. i like the i don't like, think he's a good quarterback he's mobile he can run um and, but our defense is strong, man. They got up in his face. Last. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, the layoff is bad. But, um, you know.
1: Do you think there's any level of, you know, we're 5-1 going into it that could play into that too?
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit because a lot of people, you know, these idiot fans are talking Super Bowl all around, the media too, right? Super Bowl, one of the best team in the league, and hopefully they're not reading their uh, press clippings or listening to the radio on television because it's the you know it's a third of the season you know it's a long yeah. a lot of a lot of season left. I think and, it's uh,
1: okay to get excited, okay, because it, there's a lot to be excited about. And I think you know you know it when you see your team play, you know, and you see them progress and you see how things are going toward, toward you know during the regular season. And you know in your heart if they're the team, if they're a team that's capable. And I think. You know, not speaking for all the fans, but speaking for myself, I I see a team that's capable, and I think that's exciting. So it's easy to get excited about it, but yeah, it's a fine line because we have nothing to be cocky about. <laughs> okay. It is, uh,
2: uh, Shannon. Uh, excitement is is real here. This is rural <laughs> race, and I'll tell you, I am excited about Carson Wentz. I love this 24 year old redhead from North Dakota. This is a good looking quarterback. This is a, I mean, year two. Just the arm strength, the poise, the maturity. Most moment of maturity, brought to you by Deer Meadows Retirement Village up on Roosevelt Boulevard, the Great Northeast. Deer Meadows, where every week is Senior Week. Oh, Meryl. I love this young... I mean, the only thing tighter than his spirals is buttocks. This is a good-looking <laughs> young man.
1: Oh, Meryl, it's nice to talk to you again. I, I actually uh, – I don't know if you remember me. I met you last week at uh, the the Malcolm uh, Jenkins it, fundraiser. So Was it
2: Blue Bell Country Club? I live on Blue Bell, <laughs> Bell Country Club. Yeah, you're very oh, fancy. Did you go to the Malcolm Jenkins event?
1: I did, yeah, I did. Did
2: I see, were you taller than me?
1: Um, I was, and and I think what you said was I live in Bluebell, and I'm so rich, I have diamonds falling off my toilet paper roll. Something like that, I don't know.
2: (laughs) That is not true. I'm a humble man. Actually, Merrill's a good guy. No, I know. Very nice man. Very nice man. Uh, and he's a good sport. He plays around like we I've been doing him for years, and he's always a good sport about it. And he, he actually we've taped some pieces together. he's 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 the best. Yeah, well, you he's talk about like enough.
1: wonderful sports personalities, he's he's up there for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's great. and you know, you talk about Carson Wentz, uh, and you know, a lot of a lot of the sports announcers keep going back to this Cousins versus Wentz thing, where it's like, oh, Wentz has sixty one percent completion, you know, passing, and Cousins at sixty seven percent. And I don't understand the. You know, it's hard to listen to some of these things sometimes for me because first of all, there are you comparing apples to apples, right? Like, who ca- number one, who cares? Um, sixty seven versus sixty one. Cousins Wentz. He's obviously yeah. like more of a veteran quarterback. But also, we haven't had a buy yet, you know, and, and, uh, or, you know what I mean? You're talking about like different, we're five and one, they're what, uh, three and two, something like that. So, uh, they've already had, yeah, their bye. you know, uh, stupid well, you stuff, stupid talk- stuff like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think that, um, I just think this, you could throw the records out when you're talking about a division rival, uh, on Monday night football uh we'll see man a lot of emotions. Are very as john matt used to say it's an emotional game it's played with emotion it's just, it's watched with emotion <laughs> it's just real emotion it's a emotional game it's better to emotion
1: oh gosh that is so funny you know that voice uh that voice haunts my dreams because that voice <laughs> uh yelled at me once i have a, a very quick John Madden story.
2: Was it it Madden or Caliendo? It
1: was Madden. I lived in. I used to live in Carmel, California, and he retired to there. He he became a a melon farmer. He might still be to this day. And uh, holy shit! Yeah, that's what he. In in case anybody wants to know.
2: He's, he's growing tits.
1: <laughs> he might have already had them, but uh, it's debatable. But I, I know it was him because my neighbor was playing like in a weekly poker game with him, and I was trying to get in on that. But I obviously make no sense for a John Madden oh all male poker game. So Funny. I'm walk I'm walking down the street, right? And, I'm, and my friend's dog uh, has an accident, takes a shit on the sidewalk, and we're we didn't have we were
0: passive po- accident. Mm-hmm.
1: Just it's it's well, I mean, he pooped on the sidewalk. She rather her name is Penny. She's like this little dog. She had an accident, pooped
2: on the sidewalk. She did not an accident.
1: Well, all right, she did it intentionally. Either way, she had to go. Okay, but we're my point. My point is, is that we're intending on picking it up. Okay, we're going to get a bag, and then not even one second passes from the time Penny takes a shit, and I hear a voice and you can do it better than me that goes, are you going to pick that up? And I'm not the impressionist. And I look over and it's this very angry man in a powder blue, like old, like Ford or something, pickup truck with his arms crossed and he was angry. And I, and he looked (laughs) closer and I was like, this is the voice from 94. This is a voice from PlayStation because I used to play uh, uh, Madden. yeah. And I was like, I was like, at first I was like, is this James Earl Jones or who is, it's like a voice from the sky type of thing. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And then he gives (laughs) me i'm sorry
2: I, i'm with i'm with madden on
1: this one well i we were gonna pick it up but he gave us one
2: second i mean it's
1: still happening and the guy's like he's already like policing us and so we look at him we don't even have time to respond he gives us a dirty look like an eat shit and die look and then just drives away and i look at my friend and i said i think we just got yelled at by john madden and um
0: and i was Come like on, girlie you're gonna pick that up
1: yes and, uh, and then I was waiting for some silly like three two blitz, like you know, call like a right him. something
2: weird, There's but shit right there, Boom. Yeah. Like, two
1: so angry, John Madden. I, I have met angry. I haven't met him technically, but that's my my John Madden story for you. Thought you might like that.
2: That is funny. Dear God, that's a good one.
1: Isn't it good? So yeah. so as far as it goes for tonight. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're putting our money on the Eagles, right? I mean, I guess you have to, right? We're we're a little bit biased here, but but I do agree with you. I, I, do you think that we're going to be able to, you know, hold up the level to which we've been playing?
2: Uh, yes, but I think we're gonna have we're gonna um, we're gonna scramble at, at first. We're gonna have to come back. I think they may jump on us just because of the you know the layoff that you mentioned and uh, the reading our you know the, all the hype that's going on. People are saying how great are they might it might be a little um you know resting on their laurels whatever you want to call it yeah but um i think we're the better team i think we come up and uh i just think we have two i don't think they can stop us and and i think our defense is too tough i just think we're the better team uh it may we may go down a touchdown even a touchdown or two but we're coming back and we'll uh we'll have a crowd this is gonna be home game our crowd's gonna be nuts yeah rapid out of their mind, so we'll
1: be good yeah this is an important this is an important game for sure I think I mean I think every game is important but I think especially with uh, you know with how we're playing this year I'm nervous like every game I'm it's more than usual because it's like every game is so important and you know football is crazy this year there's just still so many contenders and you don't know um,
2: but you keep, yeah well, there's so few it's wide open there aren't any great teams the coaches, you know I looked good the other night or last night but they're very very human Right. There's no powerhouse, uh, indestructible um, teams, you know, right. so everybody's got a shot, it's wide open.
1: Right, so, you know, hopefully we can continue to hold it down for the NFC's, but fingers crossed, where are you watching the game tonight? You watching it from home?
2: Uh, I got, I, I always, I try to always watch from home because if I go down there, I wind up getting distracted. Mm-hmm. You can get distracted at the game and probably you know, a couple extra beers than you would <laughs> normally drink. Uh, it's just, and you don't get the replays. It's, it's a TV game, as far as I
1: yeah. So, I mean, really I'm sure every it's... people want to talk to you and stuff too. You know.
2: Well, it's not only that. It's, not, it's anybody. It's not just me. I mean, yeah, people, people, I, and like I don't watch it at a bar, you know, because it, it, uh, I need. I actually my ideal place to watch the game is home with all the tvs on on different floors <laughs> uh so i'll walk around yeah you know, i get nervous just like you i'll either be eating cooking or cleaning or something uh, but i can, while i'm moving around i can see every i don't miss a play right uh so i'm gonna be home hopefully for most of it There's, I, I may have to hit this tailgate party just for a quick appearance my brother actually has a, a buddy of his Frank Loft is over, but he's from out of town. I may have to come in and say hello to him. But other than that, uh, I'll I'll, I'll be home by half time (laughs) in front of my TV where I belong.
1: Well, I have to agree with you. I, I put on two TVs on my one floor of my house because um, I, you know, in, uh, I don't have a mansion over here, but like, it's important, you know, if you're going to, you know, if, seriously, you're going to go in the kitchen, you're going to go do, you know, you have to go use the restroom real quick. You got to be able to sure? hear it. I, ca- yeah, I had you don't two ma- phones.
2: You don't want to have to run outside and shit on the sidewalk.
1: Because <laughs> then John Madden's coming after you, man. In a, in a creepy old man, blue truck.
0: <laughs> that was the best. You, oh, someone has Shannon access she you shit should, you should on the
2: sidewalk. <laughs> He Jesus Christ. I like
1: that you got stuck on the whole is it an accident or was it intentional the <laughs> shitting on the sidewalk okay I get it I get it right but still you know he made it his business well you were but. talking
2: about the old when you were a kid I had an accident in my pants <laughs> yeah that kind of accident. well <laughs> y-
1: I mean, it was a dog. You know that, right? You got that part, right? It was a dog that shit on the sidewalk, not a person. Oh,
2: no. I thought you were talking about your girlfriend.
1: No. Oh, my God. That's why I was like, this is a, this is a, no, it's a dog. Oh, well,
2: that's fine. That's why I was That's what I was that. saying.
1: That's why I was like. It?
2: <laughs> you had a person shit. <laughs> Joe, do I look like a, per- do
1: I, do I seem like the type of person that would hang out with someone that shits on the sidewalk? I mean, come on. Pass. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, on that note. We'll leave that one open <laughs> to interpretation, okay? Yeah. Um, but anyways, I am so happy that I had you on the podcast. This was so fun. I'd love to have you back. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, no thanks problem. for your insights. This is, you know, you you do. You make such a huge impact and have made such a huge impact in continuing comedy and sports in Philly and an iconic voice. So, I mean, I'm I'm honored that you uh, joined my podcast. and. Uh, I- People, anytime, any
2: time, any time, anything I can do for you. You know, you're always welcome at parks. Well, I appreciate All that.
1: I'll, I'll actually be back with Eleanor Kerrigan, who I actually have on the podcast next. She's going to be on the same episode next.
2: <laughs> um, Say hi to Al. She's the best.
1: I will. We'll be back at parks uh, at your show, which is every Wednesday at eight o'clock at parks. Um, you like that, didn't you? At December yes. 20th. So we'll be back um, at your show. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And people Christmas show. Yeah.
2: That'll will be our Christmas program. Yeah, we'll wear, wear, wear
1: hats or Santa hats or something, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll get festive for it. But um yeah, so thanks Sounds for good. being on and uh people can follow you and they already do on Twitter, uh, Instagram, you're on all that stuff, right?
2: Yeah. Yep, on joeconklin.com and at joeconklin.
1: All right. We'll we'll follow Joe at those places. And uh, thanks, Joe, for coming. uh, And we will see you next time.
2: My pleasure. Good luck with the balls. (laughs)
1: Thanks. No,
3: there's nothing in it. um, Jokes may have something in it. So uh,
1: I have Eleanor here. And uh, she's got a purse clutched up like I'm gonna fucking steal it just because we're both the from kids Philly.
3: From the suburbs, <laughs> I don't. You guys are worse than us. Well, you think so? Absolutely.
1: That's yeah. a that's interesting because you th- you grew up in South Philly. Yes. Um, hi Eleanor, by the way. Thanks hi, for being here. Hi. How are you? I do
3: like to sit up. I don't know why. It's I just okay. Set up, so don't think I'm weird. It's alright, but I promise I won't Josie, steal me, your I'm purse a- if you want to like know, set it I down. I to rub it. Now you know it. what?
1: Callie might steal your purse. She might put herself
3: in your purse. Listen, I'm taking that dog home with me because we are in a relationship. Relationship. I totally may wrong. or may not be pregnant. I'm not sure. That, I've had at least four of her nipples on my leg.
1: Oh, man. Don't make... Okay. The, I know you're right. You can't make know. eye contact. So all the... Listen- I didn't look. She's back. And, uh, oh, no. She's trying to hump you again. Okay. So, so
3: we're having... At a, this point, we're... This is... <laughs> ca- Callie, are you coming? Callie? So, Whoa. Show me so how you Callie, Do it. the
1: bulldog... Uh, 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 no. Uh we we actually have been like delayed in starting this podcast because Callie uh will not stop humping Eleanor and it's like nothing I, mean, I, I have ever I seen. You do look high. Thank you. You do, and you know what? I think All right, Callie, you know what? Come on, come here. Come you on. gotta stop. Come, come
3: here, I'll just I'll just Okay, pet her. just do that. I'll just pet her. This is you know what it is? You're sensitive and you wanna cuddle. Can I understand? She's After really she's really
1: loose like that. You got to cuddle. And you know what? She's really going to get in trouble, her. though, if she
3: doesn't stop. I'll t- I know it Should doesn't look
1: like I know how to discipline her, but...
3: No, but I loved how you just got down on all fours, basically, <laughs> so you could relate to her. Looked right in her eyes and was like, get you you want to go to bed? And she's looking like, I don't give a shit. I'm still humping that lady. Uh,
1: <laughs> she's, I mean, she's. she definitely is an alpha female, but she... She mostly humps men, so I think
3: you just turned her. Yeah, I've been mistaken for a tranny, and uh, people think I'm Caitlyn Jenner on a regular basis. To be basement. honest, I
1: think Callie was a lipstick lesbian before you got here, and now she's like yeah, fully... Yeah, she's coming out. Yeah. yeah, her sexuality is now defined as fluid. There's like a hole in the
3: closet door, because she just God. burst through it. She didn't even open it. She just Seriously, burst
1: it. but you know, you should feel honored, because she doesn't try to hump me like that, which is probably good, because, you know... Mom right. or mom. Anyway, we'll move on. But yeah. I it's a little ancestral. <laughs> it's disgusting. <shouldn't laughs> so it? I just had Joe Conklin on, and Yay. yeah, Philly oh, you so, love him. Oh my god, he is the best. I he know is. It. He's really the best, and he's like so cool, and he. Just like.
3: I and mean, he's huge in Philly. Like, they love him in he's Philly. He's like a legend in Philly. Because yeah, he does the WIP all the time, and he's always on the. Isn't it uh, so cute that everybody every in Philly, Philly is,
1: like, still so, like,
3: radio based, too? Absolutely. I, I have friends that live out here for years, and they still listen. It's, very,
1: it's yeah. cult-like with yep. WIP. And I. And so. Even like when we, you and I did um, Parks Casino together in August, and you were on WIP, and you had mentioned my name, and it's not even my maiden name, so like a lot of people back there might not know me as Shannon Lee anymore. Like like people that I'm connected with on social media, but people were like blowing me up. Like you were on WIP, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, well, I was. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's it's uh, it's really cool that he's he was on it, and he's like you know, expanding and doing like more like Philly things on podcasts and like the radio, blah, blah, blah. But stop it. So I just disciplined um, Callie. <laughs> we had to take a break. We had to take a break because yes. she won't stop pumping you. We're, we're literally three minutes in. This is crazy. I know she,
3: <laughs> I get, I get dogs excited. I gotta be honest. I was telling you a little bit about my friend in Philly, I can't say their names, but uh, I could tell the story. Okay. And uh, their parent, my he was uh, a very good friend of me and my brothers, Charlie and Billy. Mm-hmm. I can say their names. Yep. Uh, but, anyways, well, you know, kids to go through divorce, whatever. When yeah. parents get divorced, a lot of times what they do is they try to buy the kids' love. Right. Oh, God. I wish my parents got divorced when I was younger. Right? See, as Jeez, an we adult. we were poor. I, I feel like they're like, they don't do it. They're like, ah, she's on her own already. You're like, damn it. I know. But this is the craziest one. Now, I, I've seen a lot like where kids get like, you know, sneakers or a certain sweatsuit. Or, right. Where you're like, oh, whoa, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this kid, his father bought him a tiger. Oh.
1: <laughs> What is he? Mike I'm fucking Tyson? Kidding. What the I'm fuck? <laughs> a tiger? Fucking tiger? Did they put it in the
3: backyard or something? You goddamn right we did. We walked all over the neighborhood with that thing. Are you? Are you, you? cannot. You cannot keep a tiger past the age of three. So it was a baby. Okay. Avi. Is that like a law? <clears throat> yes. Okay. That is a law. Good. Good. I, I'm assuming in the city, or if you don't have the capacity to contain, <laughs> only the in the
1: city of Philadelphia. If you live in the suburbs, it's five. If the, in the country, maybe, maybe yeah. in the south, you have it's a little forever. Bit more land, so yeah. they
3: can't. You know, I mean, can you imagine this poor little thing running around in, in, on a uh, concrete poor backyard? little thing? And a we tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Oh my God, that not was smart. my cat's name. And so, <laughs> so it's. Uh, we went. It's very important you don't make eye contact right I'm now. I'm not by the going way. to. Okay. I know. It's cats. It But that's why I feel like I'm channeling my brother, Charlie, because every dog in the neighborhood, I said the word. I said the D word. It's on me. It's on me. It's coming at me. I don't understand what it takes for you to come. Oh, my God. Callie. Callie. This is crazy. Thank you. Thank you. I think good she girl. I think she's
1: only gonna listen to you and not me. Apparently I'm I'm it could be that
3: I'm her mother somehow. <laughs> and I mean I've had some problems in the past and I don't know where they are. And uh, I'm just can you imagine? Uh, but wait, so we had Yeah, yeah. Tigger, right? Yeah and um, so we were <laughs> my brother Charlie, for some reason, this tiger was good with everybody. Right. But would lay in Charlie's lap all day while we were wa- like uh, that's a puppy. insane and, and, and same with every puppy in the neighborhood like we had a dog and then the neighbor's dogs but would Elder, follow that's
1: not a puppy i mean uh, i love I'm how you're
3: comparing it. a tiger to a puppy I'm, I'm totally aware of that but we were children <laughs> and we were just thrilled that the parents were fighting i mean we didn't know what was coming next and next it's an elephant right, like what you're getting is, a fucking rhinoceros how his mother compete with his father oh man so it was really a tiger. pissing contest is what it
1: was and the kids really made out oh
3: totally Jesus, i wish i grew up we in that had household. so much fun with that tiger <sighs> and my favorite was the day uh a, there was like a rabid squirrel and it <sighs> jumped on frank on my friend's neck really hard mm-hmm. and and f- he got he freaked out he was like ah and he started freaking out he's like ah and he let go of the leash of the tiger while we're trying to get a squirrel this is a real story i'm, I'm not so, so then what I happened call my brother no i swear to god go. it's just it's a crazy uh, story yeah i never and then the, we had a cha- they had to chase a tiger thank god charlie was there because the <laughs> thing loved charlie. so did the tiger chase the squirrel no, just ran straight off. And uh, oh my we were God. on like Mensing Avenue in South Philly. And there's mm-hmm. these little islands right there. I don't know if you, I mean, that yeah, might yeah. be too far. And <laughs> a lot of times when people go to the Eagles game, they, they park there. Okay. And then what we do is we get pissed and we, yeah break windows and uh, i'm kidding <laughs> they,
1: they don't no know. i mean i say i'm from philly but you're straight up from south philly that's a, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. different yeah. like yeah. people don't understand like even being from a different neighborhood is different you know yeah and that uh, that's one of the things i love not to cut you off about this whole tiger no, no, squirrel phenomenon all. but like but you know because that happens every day right. but yeah. i but i but i think that like growing up in the philadelphia or greater philadelphia area and i grew up there and i was a kid but when i got older my parents moved to the burbs which is basically sure. south it's jersey they smartened up yeah well. And yeah. I mean it was you know, it it was uh it was interesting to go back and to see like where my mom's family was from and where my dad's family was from and uh where some of our family still live to this day and yeah. like, you know, hang out in the different parts. And like, you know, my dad's straight up South Philly, like you Irish, Catholic. Oh, yeah. My mom's from Northeast, Jewish, Ooh, Russian yes. Jew love it yeah nice. yeah so and they met in new, in new jersey so okay. yeah but I, I think it's like it's still neat that like some of the east coast cities like new york philadelphia still have like the neighborhoods you know and they oh, still absolutely preserve the culture of like the different ethnicities and religions and whatever like in the city because that's like that's changed over time in america i don't oh, know certainly. not to get all like you
3: know no it's true and then like my mom's still in the same house we grew up in She's still in the same room That's home. awesome Yeah So we And and a lot of my brothers and sisters Either live up the street Or around the corner Not a lot have left Like we have three in the suburbs And um, my sister Karen Moved to Conchahawken For the school districts right. And stuff and, I get it Which is great and, you It's know. The same It's the burbs on the other side basically Yeah And it's kinda. just You know what It was funny Because there was a picture Of um, my sister Karen's son Sean mm-hmm. He just turned 30 today Which is kind of funny Because it makes me feel Like frightening Old. That kid that looks like he's 18 yes oh he's my god so, cute. He looks so like he's 18. i'm i'm in love with him i mean i'm in love with all my kids but yeah. as long as they're not mine <laughs> i'm really in love with them and so uh sean it, it was, it was making his uh first holy communion okay so there was a picture of him and his buddy <laughs> this little italian kid and sean's irish german mm-hmm. and just has a very irish look and then this kid very italian next to him i think his name was santino i'm not sure wow yeah and the two of them are standing on the top of the church steps with their hands folded like so perfectly (laughs) gangster (laughs) style i can't it was like it was like a palm over the back of the hand (laughs) in front of your genitals kind of stance like it's kind of like and my sister freaked out and she goes he is not growing up here (laughs) (laughs) she goes forget it Uh, he is not staying that's pretty funny because the picture is I, you know, it,
1: it sounds like a uh, Bronx Tale kind of a picture or something. Yes. That's what I
3: picture in my mind, yes. you know, with like the hat. <laughs> what were those hats called? You no, know. no, no. But they had the all. Yeah. The yeah, fedoras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fedora. he, They didn't have that on, but they had all white suits because they were making their communion. So yeah. So they yeah, looked yeah. like little men already. Yeah. And then just the way they were standing. They just feet, look like just little, they could become little. They These know, little men could become criminals. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, with the feet hip width apart was just perfect with the crossed hands. And so she's like, I'm going I to Concha Yeah, She's, she's like, like we're leaving. shopping
1: at the King of Ball. <laughs> we're not staying here.
3: <laughs> we you, That's my favorite because my other sister Kathleen used to call it Concha Guam. She's like, fine, move to Guam because to us, <laughs> guam that was so far away. It is far away. <laughs> you even, you, know, I like even
1: you th- might as well left the country. Yeah. And you know, and if you have any family, I never did, that m- moves out to like Bluebell or somewhere like that. It's like bougie, you know? Oh, yeah. Very bougie. So now it's like you're not even from philadelphia anymore oh certainly see i still feel like i grew up not saying that i care one way or the other but like in a tough area and um and it was like you know uh, slightly inner city i guess but it was maybe just a step up from like growing up where did you grow up exactly woodbury all right New Jersey Yeah 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 Oh So Woodbury is like about 15 minutes 20 minutes outside of Philly Yeah And when I was But we weren't like uh, I think the word is Municipalized I don't know if I probably said that wrong I don't know Obviously it was with Very it. good You're school You're asking me I'm it an was, inner p- city It was kid. public school <laughs> But I knew it was rough When I saw a girl One time Take you know Like the locks You have on your locker She took the I watched her I, I didn't know what she was doing Because she took it off The lock from the locker She put it in a sock She wrapped the sock Around her, and then she beat the shit out of some guy. And I was like, That's a good
3: girl, right? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to the South. Homecoming queen is what we call her.
1: Our homecoming queen, my senior year, was pregnant.
3: Yay! So that I'm telling and you, like not you a know, Catholic school, oh, right? Uh, no, public school. Okay, yeah, public in school. In Catholic school, there was more pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you know,
1: that's uh, so that reminds me because one of my best friends growing up was Mormon, okay. and they were the sluttiest girls at our whole school. One of them got caught hooking up with a teacher. Yeah, um, even in high school. Cause They were Mormon, so I, I feel like daddy issues. That's I feel like they're v, yo, mm. absolute daddy issues. My friend was the biggest. Celebrity. I love her, she hasn't listened to the podcast, but she <laughs> also knows who she is. She's busy. We had one Mormon person <laughs> in my town, okay? So everyone knows who that is <laughs> if you're from my high school, from Woodbury. But um, mm. it's like the extreme version of Catholicism, in my opinion, just from like watching it on my dad's side of the family and you know, on the Irish side, and then like watching uh, Irish Catholic side, and then watching all of these people fall apart uh, as a mormon family yeah well they were also very pretty girls too there were six of them oh wow yeah and they all you know parents uh well their mom died when my friend who was the youngest of six or seven six was like five so she arranged because it wasn't it was a it was cancer it wasn't a sudden death and then i guess the mormon
3: religion. Sister wives it's called.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She they she I'm told aware. she told, my favorite thing. She I'm told my friends no seriously she told my friend's dad who she was going he was going to marry and it was arranged. It was her like best friend. Yeah. And she was a widow as well. So it was like you're a widow. You're gonna, about to be a widow. Mm-hmm. Marry this lady. Isn't that crazy? So they had a pretty fucked up Big situation. Big Love was
3: probably one of my favorite shows. Oh my shows, god I love that Bill Paxton. Her. Yes. Yeah I know I love that. And I used to see Chloe the Middle one that had the credit mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, I used yeah, to see yeah, her in yeah. church every Sunday, and I was like, yeah. Really? Uh huh. Oh, she was one of my favorites, actually. She's one of my favorite actresses this is the only. Re- she's how do you really say her last name? She'll I don't know. I know she's the only reason I watched it. She's got two Sego- dots above Segovia. the
1: e. something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, she's like the she's like the more exotic looking one of the wives. Or Seriously, was, yeah. was
3: the only reason I watched it. And then I'd see her in church, and I'd be like, I gotta ask her a question, <laughs> but I I didn't want. I was like, she's just here trying to get washed off.
1: Off. Yeah. I've seen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. But you know, I mean, it's crazy because they all live in Utah now. All of them, except for one. And the one that doesn't fucking live in Utah lives in South Jersey and Haddon field or Haddon Heights. And, yeah. uh, uh, contacts me all the time about something called Rodan and fields about some skincare thing. It's like, um,
3: Oh my God. I have somebody else hit me up. Somebody I grew up with in do school. It. i doing it you know what's funny people hit me it's up retarded. for things to to get on because they think i'm famous and i'm like uh it's a facebook post <laughs> that doesn't make you famous
1: uh relax but do you ever feel that way though being from i mean you but you have a lot of credibility in the field of comedy for sure and like yeah but that doesn't
3: make you famous no you're
1: right i know the difference i i, I mean yeah. i i would say of the two of us i'm the more relatively unfamous one so i definitely <laughs> understand what you're saying but people see things and right it's outside of like your day-to-day routine even so i think like be do you ever feel like and you you know you've been out in l.a for how long A long time,
3: since 93. Okay,
1: so have you felt like... A failure? Yes. (laughs) That was not my question. Okay. But But like more like um, glorified amongst people from where you grew up that haven't left even,
3: potentially. No. Really? Do I feel by them, you mean? Well, I mean, because I I feel like they yeah i guess that like because it is something out of the ordinary like if they they saw me on showtime mm-hmm. so they're immediately like uh oh she's she's famous or whatever she's been on tv but it's also exciting
1: for people yeah. to see people that they know like doing stuff you know yeah
3: and, like, when I first moved here, I was on, like, a TV show, The Brothers Garcia, but it was, like, a kid's show, okay. Nickelodeon. I used to do a you lot. You were on Nickelodeon? <laughs> so you were, like, but a... That was a while ago, and I got to work with Ricardo Montebon Oh. And uh, that was my mom's, like, heartthrob when she was a kid. So I took a lot of pictures with him, and he's very Catholic. He used to go to the same church I went to. Oh, okay. Because I used to go to church out here because well, I figured I Well, this is important in your life, most. you know? I mean, I'm only
1: part <laughs> Irish Catholic, so I don't do anything.
3: Well, I don't do anything now. But when I first moved here, <laughs> I was so lost. I was like, let me see what's in here. Yeah. Well, at <laughs> least you didn't become a out.
1: Scientologist. Thank God for that. Well, yeah, I Although be we might famous. famous. I know. <laughs> I know. Everybody's I bitching about how they're all like culty and crazy. I could afford it well you know what it is you know what I not to get too deep into Scientology but I do think what I found was they took like young people who had a lot of promise like John Travolta's and Tom Cruise and they were like let us help you believe in yourself that's what I'm saying so it's like it's like you going to church when you first moved out here because you're like I'm young and I'm you know yeah I, I was going through
3: like I got engaged probably a year did you really I year didn't know and that a half out of the I gate I did not here. know that yeah wow and, and this guy um, he was great whatever It was just he was i would say he was like not great enough no i mean he was like 34 (laughs) okay i met him and i was probably 22 22 or something like that oh you were a baby i was a baby and um so uh, uh, the (laughs) this is terrible but the thing i was attracted to immediately we were talking and and i had known him for a minute because i was waiting tables at the comedy store and he was a booking agent Mm -hmm. so a lot of his clients worked at the store right so um you know, he would have to come to the store to watch them. And we were um, talking one night and he's telling me, and his uncle used to be a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, no shit. And you have no idea that I'm, I, 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 I'm super athlete. Uh And I was, I have an amazing arm. Uh, And so I I I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have my Brett Favre. (gasps) I'm going to have this is, you know, every kid. I'm going to yeah. have this, the Mannings. I'm going to yeah. I got the team. You're going to have the dynasty. Yeah, we got you're it. You're going to give birth to because a dynasty. He
1: has it in him. Yeah. And I have it. And you're it. very tall and you are athletic. And I didn't know that you were that good. You had that good oh of a mom.
3: Like a cannon. I play padded football. Like, I'm not. Really? Yes. You play padded football? Yes. I'm not smart. (laughs) And so. uh, Got knocked in the head one too many times. Too many times. Listen, I used to get a. My hair used to give me a headache in my helmet. Really? I cut the ponytail off.
1: (gasps) You play. Okay. This is. I I did not know any of this stuff about you.
3: A terrible tomboy. I but I have six brothers. I know. Yeah, that I know. And three sisters. So there's only the, the the my older two sisters are nine and ten years older than me. Right. So that was a wash. They weren't even. I didn't even know about women at that point. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Right. Because when I'm coming up they're already out and about you know right they're in their you know teen years high school boyfriends there was too much of an age gap there was a bit absolutely so i was only with the boys and then my little sister edie came and she also was only with the boys. edie was uh, you know an amazing athlete we didn't know we were girls until (laughs) they told us stop it stop letting yeah don't do that <laughs> well
1: you know what that um no i i know i love that because i feel like when i was a little kid like i was saying like before my brother was born like my dad wanted me to be a boy maybe that's a little bit different it's more like because we only had three siblings yeah, and i was sure. the oldest and i also like i really was like very ugly when i was like little little so like people thought i like was mm-hmm. and but it got me access to all the sports like if i was yeah. some little ballerina beautiful princess when i was like seven
3: yeah i have a, a great picture of my mom when she was trying to make me be a ballerina or something uh and i am in that stupid outfit that doesn't fit because i was like real skinny with like muscly little skinny legs yeah they were bruised from the top to the bottom you know because i I'd been climbing Trees and buildings, and whatever else my brothers would <laughs> build. You know, well, there was a playground in the playground. Yeah. We used to climb over the field house, which is amazing that we call it a field house because. Yeah. That's not what it is. <laughs> if yeah. you look it up as an adult. What is a field house? Uh, I've never heard of this term. A field house? Yeah. Um, okay. So we used to call the playground across the street from our house the field. It's 18th and oh, Johnson. Oh, okay. Okay. So we called it the field. Okay. And technically it could have been as big as a field, whatever. Okay. And then usually on a field, there's a little house. Right, so, right right uh, oh yeah So yeah. this was the field house okay we're all um like if we played basketball for them we had the meetings I, like i played for barry playground for years that's the technical name of it mm-hmm. i was also a lifeguard at, at the pool there for seven years did you ever have to save anybody's life uh no no <laughs> Not really, because I was so angry. Nobody would do anything wrong to. Uh, although my Shawnee, for two seconds, went under my nephew. I had to pull Your him nephew out. Your nephew's son? Yeah, my nephew's son. Oh, yeah, my the one Shawnee. who turned 30 today. Uh, I pulled him out one time, and my sister Karen freaked out on me. <gasps> but she was a lifeguard, too. That, that was our job. Like, that was a yeah. great, easy right across the street from my house i mean that's literally house. your job it's yeah. called
1: lifeguard. you guard yeah. lives i mean right. but she was
3: like you turned your back for two seconds <laughs> and he went under <laughs> hey that's what's wrong you don't pay we'll teach attention the kid how to swim you yeah. know i was like he's your kid you should <laughs> learn how to swim <laughs> where you been karen uh she was, we used to call her baby hitler she was our um <laughs> i know it's terrible but she did was, she have a mustache c- or no no she was just a bitch like, <laughs> she was she, she was our coach like swim coach uh, okay to keep us together because you my parents split up when i was like seven that's right so and your dad kids. owns the typewriter, typewriter store. store which is I lo- obviously by the way i love all those typewriter stories i can't i mean it's obviously very lucrative so <laughs> you're like oh she must have a trust fund <laughs> yeah. you know what honestly yeah, when you
1: when i first heard you say talk about the typewriters only because like when i was real little i think computers mm mm-hmm actually had come out like the green screen okay, computers yeah, yeah. but we only had typewriters because we didn't have like money yet and like we only had money for like three years of like my whole life you mean the school or your family my family oh okay so like m- like at school they were teaching us about computers but at home like I had to write stuff on typewriters so it was like really embarrassing for me yeah. you know um, so I developed <laughs> you know a lot of dysfunctions which is why <laughs> I'm now a comedian because of things like of this course. you know and um, so I remember that my mom used to have to buy that paper where like you know you have to go back like it's like white out for oh, a sure. typewriter yeah. and i feel like i the talk little s-
3: pieces of paper yeah. yeah and i talk
1: to people my age and they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and i'm like and they're like how old are you and i'm like you're like go fuck yourself. and i'm like and then i'm like no i'm not old i was just poor for like a while <laughs> Ew, you know but it was like a thing you know and i mean i even lived in the suburbs so that's like that's saying something but i think that that's why i love your stories because i'm like i feel like i understand them even though yeah. i probably shouldn't yeah and to I,
3: some degree you know i can remember like telling my dad to get into computers and him being like ah it's only a phase girl <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> he was so serious and i was a kid i yeah. mean like high school probably ninth grade maybe right but, but we had to work for him every day right, right. so just to, and the th- reason was is because my mom had to go get a real job uh, a few of them, actually. <laughs> and so she worked for the Philadelphia Navy shipyard, Oh which wasn't that far from us, but you yeah. know, just the bus right there. And... Um, she worked for them for years, and she was also a beer girl at Vet Stadium for Nylon. So cool, right? For yeah, the that's birds so cool. And the Phillies. Yeah. She, no, the vets know.
1: like the vets iconic. That's where I, I grew it. up going. You know.
3: And she she said she would always be late for work. She'd be running to work, and she knew she was really late because Dick Fermeau would be jogging around the <gasps> Vet <gasps> Dick Stadium, Vermeel! and she'd be like, "Hey, Dickie." Oh my God, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's but so she cool. knew she was really late when that. <laughs> like oh shit yeah like that's uh but can you imagine like she'd go no to a regular job like I can't feed 10 children then go serve beer all night you know what i mean i like, mean that's i can't even believe that, so you, that playground kept us busy yeah and
1: know? thank you for bringing us back to that because i tend to go off on tangents i'm like no, typewriters and yeah. like the vet i have so many questions dick for a meal that's awesome oh dickie but you know dickie. you know um i don't know like how like so on my it's funny because I'll tell people like my dad on the Irish Catholic side, like he's the oldest of six brothers and sisters and people are like, oh, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, it's not that crazy Not for them. And I think I only felt that way since I've met you because you're like, <laughs> but no, my family is
3: double that. We you had know? the Duffy's and the Gallagher's. They were both 11. We're
1: Gallagher's. Oh, OK. Gallagher, I think is how you say or something oh, stupid. Oh, you I don't know. I know what happens
3: in the fucking suburbs. Well,
1: huh? Yeah, it's Gallagher. it's, it's Mahani instead of Mahoney and Gala. <laughs> yeah her,
3: and I'm like, you guys are being bougie, like you yeah. know, we thought the gallaghers were wealthy because their father, I don't know how i I don't remember what they did, but they owned the house next door. And they lived in Gerard Estate, which is like. Listen, if you own property, it's like that's some Warren Buffett shit, though.
1: Like, No, that's, I you agree. Know? But
3: to two. I mean, my mom had her little stinky row home <laughs> that she had a remortgage probably 30 times. Uh, and that's still the one she lives in. Mm-hmm. Just to keep, you know, yeah. keep it, if you will. Well, she, and hopefully she owns it by now, right? By now, yes. But when she when my sister Karen got married, my mom was like. I'm going to remortgage the house to help Karen and Danny pay for their wedding because Aww. it's the mother or the father of the bride. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you the, know. Well, it's the,
1: it's the family of the bride. Right. And yeah. so
3: typewriter repairman <laughs> wasn't kicking down a lot. <laughs> And, um, I mean, he didn't even pay child support. So. Does Eve still ha- and he still has a typewriter store? Not now. He okay. Closed about six years, six years ago now, oh, Okay. Maybe seven. And, uh, oh boy, he was pissed about closing it. I'm like, oh, really? Shit. We haven't had a customer. Like I used to do a joke about calling him and then he'd be like, Hey girl, I got to go. And I'm like, why? Where are you going? He's like, I have a customer. I'm like, look, if you don't want to talk to me, just tell me.
1: I love that he calls you girl. Oh yeah. Probably. No, Cause you know, he you- doesn't know our name. All yeah, right. Right. That's right. We right. are. Boy
3: and girl that's so funny i have evolved i know he knows me because he calls me california girl
1: so you're the i was gonna say you're the one because there's always the one got away there's because i'm the one you know there's always one we all run away and um and, and so like my all my family and you were talking about mafia earlier and i Whoa. was telling somebody now all my uncles listen to the podcast and on uh, and i'm like oh you know it's good because they're giving me compliments because th- before um they like it that's how i know anything is good because if, if it's not good oh, no i agree nobody answers your phone calls they they don't tell you it's bad they just don't talk to you yeah and then they they are very uncomfortable around you when they see you so now i'm getting really good feedback and uh, i was telling somebody about it who was on my podcast another comedian and he's like well how like what did they say and i was like they said they're listening he's like well is that good i was like you don't understand like I have an Irish family that used to sit on a stoop and pretend like they invented the mafia and they didn't do anything like they just you know <laughs> what I mean I'm like but this is like where I'm from you know yeah, these are yeah. these people so I think it's funny that like that family like still exists they may you know? not have
3: invented it but they sure as shit were the leg breakers to keep it around they definitely killed people in yeah. it I mean so let's, let's be honest let's in, not, in history let's maybe not, let's not shit on the Irish like that I, I would never
1: and I think everybody's best hitman was an Irishman absolutely now the Italian might have run it and I don't even know if it still exists anymore to be honest because it's nobody's business you, you know, know that. either way it doesn't <laughs> matter but you know quiet on the set yeah <laughs> either but I I have always been like obsessed with mafia movies since I was a little kid because I think it was more prevalent like when I was growing up even in the burbs because I remember like my favorite pizza place Naples like I remember I used to have to go to the bathroom and I went to the bathroom once and there was like all these men in suits in offices mm-hmm. and I was like I'm gonna go to the bathroom every day because I had we had an open lunch RC in your year, so we could walk there. And then one day, it lights out, nobody there, and I'm like, "This is so cool. It's like fella stuff." And then my dad's <laughs> like, "No, that's like real mafia shit." But no, it was that's like what probably towards the end of it. I don't, I don't know, like what's going on anymore. But either way, it's not for us to talk about because we don't know. It out of me. We're just comedians. my mom's still in the same neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good though. Yeah. So, so did you grow up with like a like a Philadelphia like rah rah like? you know your typical like movie invincible like you know Philadelphia Eagles Sixers all that kind of stuff oh, like- of
3: course of course Ju- uh, Julius and we say it for everything uh, Julius Serving was probably the most influential. like it, all my nieces and nephews, everybody's number six. Yeah, you know it's it's never my my Shauna now is an amazing athlete and she everything is six. You know they fight for it. Little yeah. Billy is six. That's so cool because they so, were so they've
1: been so bad for so many years that it's yeah. like they still fight for stuff like that. Yeah, you know? weird. And like yeah. my
3: brother Billy is born April six, but he doesn't say that. He says he's born April Julius. <gasps> That's so it's cool. So weird. We I mean, weird... Dr. J definitely transformed the Sixers back Certainly. in the back in the
1: day. And yeah. actually, I have to say, like. I, see, I grew up in the Iverson era so, but Excuse I was, me, I'm
3: but elderly he, <laughs> but, You know, but seriously, he
1: transformed A lot of, the, well, I think he was sort of up, A pioneer yeah. in basketball, you know But like, growing up, like the Sixers were good when I was in high school. That was, like, the, the time when they were playing, like, the Lakers. Or when I was early when I first got into college, they were playing the Lakers. And they mm-hmm. were like, blah, blah, blah. But I always remembered hearing about this curse of, like, Philadelphia. And I'm always thinking, like, what is it? And I think I understand now. because Well, until 2008, until the Phillies won the World Series. Yeah. But it's, like, the people. And so coming out here or going to South Carolina, which is where I went to college, coming out here and, like, just having, like, all these cultural shocks. I'm like, why does everyone, like... Why does everyone talk shit on Philadelphia? And I think that's probably why I have a sports podcast now. Just to, it's almost like to set the record straight because it's like understanding the passion and the people, you know. Yeah.
3: So what? What do you, What is the curse? What do you? Well, believe the okay. Curse for, well, first they I mean, say. Okay. Curious.
1: First they say we're never gonna win a Super Bowl, because Vince Lombardi said that. <laughs> And yeah.
3: And, um, I love it. and I love Vince Lombardi absolutely. And
1: and uh but but they he also said that Philadelphia was never going to win a championship, which is not true because 1976 the Flyers won the Stanley Cup, 1983 the Sixers won, and not, 2008 was when the Phillies won. So now I feel like the Eagles are due, but they've but the Eagles have also never won a Super Bowl and we're a very like old team. Yeah. And, and it
3: it can be infuriating when you know, Donovan McNabb would throw an interception and uh, be like, "My fault." Yeah, no shit. <laughs> or how about that time no we shit. were
1: in the actual Super Bowl and he threw up in his helmet? Wow. Well, Just straight, okay, you know. Okay. It would like people say like harsh but fair. You know, the, but I have to. But he did though. He was oh, I know. he was I nervous. Mean, yeah. But and now now we're all like hoping that we make it this year. Knock on wood. Not, not trying to be like overly confident because I feel like you, we're you can't be. Well, I, I feel yet. like so the curse is. They say – and I I read one time that ESPN – some ESPN writer wrote that Philadelphians are the most passionate fans with the most – uh with the highest level of disappointment it's because yeah. we've had we've been you know we've had they say that
3: about boston fans too
1: but boston's how many times have boston now won? yeah but the
3: red sox i'm a big red sox fan well yeah too. but the red sox yeah.
1: won actually with our old pitcher kurt Schilling. remember Absolutely. that sure. so i'm Bloody like there sock. you go fuck off hmm. you know but then we won so it was everything was fine you know yeah, i remember
3: when we won
1: um how
3: exciting and, was that uh, i was excited but i uh, I got to come clean. All right. Uh, I have six brothers. Yeah. One television. So I do know a lot of sports. And we learn a lot. And they used to run numbers. So everything you have to learn everything yeah yeah yeah. so you watch every college every single channel my, yeah. my poor mother's house i really like, respect that by yeah, the way yeah my poor mother's house looked like a sports book <laughs> it was uncomfortable and so you know who's cursing it's like over line. we got a little tv here we got the big one here we've got a radio on you know so we got every game God, you should make a movie about your hat the house going, you grew up yeah in. it was insane can i star as you <laughs> please okay. yes and uh <laughs> and so um as a kid Football-wise, mm-hmm. uh, there was a guy who played for SMU named Eric Dickerson. Mm. Probably one of the greatest I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I was like, holy
1: shit. And no, and, and no coincidence that he has Dick in his last name.
3: No. no. <laughs> I, I'm sure it helps him. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a funny thing, too, because everybody says to me, uh, hey, since I moved to L.A., we know Eric Dickerson. We can hook you up. I'm like, what? I didn't say I want to fuck the guy. I said, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's all. That's a difference. There's right? a
1: difference. Yeah. Sometimes
3: it crosses Relax. over, you know, but. That's rare. Yeah. Not when you have that kind of athletic ability. I don't want to screw anything up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because I feel like women ruin it. And uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You know what I mean. I mean? Yeah. I get it. I get it. This guy was flawless. Right. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And then he went to the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I became a big Rams <gasps> fan and still am to this so day. So you're happy that they're here. Yeah they killed in london they might want to move there the way they play today <laughs> holy shit yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they
1: actually they killed uh they killed this past weekend they absolutely. they're
3: doing great oh they're they right fuck, behind they them. Fucking they're just, right behind the birds
1: i'm actually they are right behind them I and record-wise and uh, you better be a bigger Eagles fan than you are. Is my I as, I'm saying, I'm, as I'm, Philly I'm a, as you are? I don't want to
3: hear this Rams both, bullshit. I know bullshit. it's weird. And here's the, the weirdest thing that happened. I'm gonna have to turn my back on you, Eleanor. And I don't want to do this because. But listen, I'm an I'm an athlete lover. I know. I so get it. I get it. When he went there, and even when the Rams went to St. Louis, I still rooted for the Rams because that was Marshall fault. I mean, I still have my fault But jersey. meanwhile, you're like, where the fuck is St. Louis? out. Know? I don't know where it is. But I don't. I still don't know where it's it still is. Still the greatest show. Yeah. on turf it's still <laughs> kurt warren you know yeah, and that was one of they the did. best that dicky vermeil mm-hmm. brought them to the super bowl so yeah he didn't do that for the eagles man. no well, but i mean well we didn't win i did should it. say he, he did d- it for the greatest show on turf
1: and yeah, they you're did right win.
3: and you, so yeah. uh yeah so anyway so i was big um Rams fan and <laughs> I'm working at the comedy store as a waitress flash to obviously a lot years later yeah and uh, we host there was a, a show that was hosting a, a after party for the Espies. so everybody's there fancy yeah right cold yeah. pepper so I'm like <gasps> in my glory I'm like oh god I would die everybody I'm like oh I know everybody in this fucking room <laughs> right like and you know this is awesome and I yeah, can't yeah. believe this and so my my really good friend Katie, she's from Boston, and we got along great because I like the Red Sox. Well, I'll tell you that okay problem in a minute. All and right. so, uh, so now Katie's like, Hey, Eleanor, and she's hardcore f- from uh, she better be hot with that accent, is all I'm gonna say. One of the greatest people, you know I what ever I'm met. saying, though. Yeah. You know, so hot and funny, and no so hot. Sports in and out
1: okay in and out because you so gotta really instantly... make up for it with that accent is all i'm gonna say I'm serious. Woman, yeah you know you would,
3: you would fall in love with her because she truly knows the sports i would get Callie on out. her I,
1: my sexuality yeah. would become fluid no you i would hump her like <laughs> i would lot. i'd like to meet her because but yeah, i've never met a accent yeah, yeah. and yeah, she's yeah, yeah. from
3: stoneham mass okay so I she's, only yeah. know this because she would say, Elena, I'm from Stoneham, Mass, every four seconds. So <laughs> I don't know what it meant, but I had a fucking hearing. It's it.
1: important. Yeah. It sounds important. I mean, so she
3: comes flying in the kitchen, and I hired her because of her accent mm-hmm. and how it made me laugh. So she comes flying <laughs> in the kitchen of the comedy store, and she's like, Elena. I'm just in the back talking to Donovan McNabb. And he doesn't believe that you're from South Philly. Oh, my God. He goes, there's no oh way there's a girl from fucking South Philly working out here. So I go, all right. Uh, she goes, go talk to Donovan McNabb. So we wow, go, you do the Boston accent really well. I, I'm obsessed. I, yeah, It's a weird thing. So yeah. I go to... Uh, <laughs> to To the table, and Donovan goes. You're from South Philly, where? And I go 18th and Bigler, and he goes, "Oh shit!" And he sat up and he goes, "Wow, you're from hardcore. You're from yeah, because you are." And I go, "Yeah," and I go, "I, you know, grew up right there." And we're talking and I'm like, "Hey, man!" And at this point, I'm like, "I, I like McNabb. I get the booing, but I like McNabb." What when we booed him when we drafted him? Yes. And, well, you know uh, why that happened, Of though. course. Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying yeah. is I get it. And so I'm like, whatever. So I'm talking to him, and he's sitting there with Tori Holt. Ah! One of the most underrated in the entire league ever. I would agree with you. Okay. I would agree with you there. So I look right at Donovan McNabb, and I go, i, I I'm sorry. But is that tory holt i love this sitting story behind you <laughs> and he looks at tory holt leans up and he goes hey what's up you know and i'm like and you, and you like basically hey. all i can imagine is you like push you push donovan's face out of the way yeah. like our own philadelphia eagle for tory holt <laughs> okay so 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 i push them push McNabb technically but i'm talking to Tori holt and i'm like man and I, I, t- I, I must have been throwing stats at him. And he was like, whoa, you really know your shit. And I was like, yeah. And then McNabb goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Hold on a minute. He goes, you're, you're from South Philly. And you know Tory Holt and everything about him. A- a- are you a Rams fan? I go, oh, yeah, yeah. It started a long time ago with Eric Dickerson. And then I start rattling off stuff. You know, Isaac Bruce, the oldest. Ram- and he, And he's like freaking out. And McNabb was like this is some bullshit right <laughs>
0: so then did he really say Hull that was that's like, awesome of course
3: throwing it in mcnab's oh face. my god like, yeah yeah i got a, I uh, i got a philly girl yeah, philly in the house loving the rams oh my blah, god blah, blah. amazing so, he, so now they're now they're messing with each other yeah 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 i gotta go take drinks out so i excuse myself i go and i sent them both a round of drinks Uh, and then I I wait tables and then afterwards I went to get a picture Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) we go to take a picture and McNabb goes I ain't taking a picture with you (laughs) and I go good because I don't want one (laughs) (laughs) I go I was part of the booze and then Tori was like yeah oh my god you said that yeah as a goof and then Tori uh, gave me his autograph and his phone number which was weird oh my god I'm so Um, sorry
1: really you got his number
3: (laughs) yeah he gave it to Katie too so I didn't feel too
1: was katie katie's the boston the boston uh, she was like oh I'm even with that, she must really be hot with that
3: accent is all i have to no, say no i'm, gets I'm serious like okay. if you saw her she's she pretty she was a runner she went to rutgers university on oh, a scholarship yeah. so she had like a kid. oh i know
1: rutgers university oh yeah my brother
3: went there actually for golf yeah oh, for real oh you yeah. Yeah. knows katie go well, socks and he, <laughs> go socks <laughs> and, and the red Sox thing happened oddly my brother johnny always loved the phillies I'm a a, can't keep track of your
1: whole fucking family, but like okay, we'll go with Johnny now. There's too many of us, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So we're just switching around, and so uh, Johnny decided he was a Yankees fan and I was like oh
1: fuck that right I there's no team that I hate no, I fucking hate the Yankees Listen, and I can't stand it when people I, he just texted me right now and oh, I want to write is back is he sad are you crying you little is he sad that the Astros beat the Yankees pussy. yeah nope, nobody's the a Astros Yankees the Astros
3: deserve to win that game they
1: did and Both. also nobody's a Yankees fan unless you like grew up in the Bronx or you're like from that area I, you know what I mean? It's it makes me angry. Yeah. I do, same thing with the Cowboys. Like everybody's oh. a fucking Cowboys fan nowadays and it's like they're not America's team. Okay, okay. I, that, I could go on a whole thing. I, listen, I,
3: I want to. Listen, I, hate the I do I myself. do I do
1: something I do the Philly bro talk with my brother who you met and we do something now called a 30 second dak off. Okay. And I do we like throw like uh one liner like Rodney Dangerfield style jokes at, about Dak Prescott. I'll talk <laughs> shit on Jerry Jones all day long. I Good. even have a I remember that um, old after school spe- uh, special crack is whack. Well, <laughs> no, I have a I Dr. Like- Seuss poem called "Dak is Whack," there you go. and it's amazing. But, anyways, that th- I didn't mean to hijack that no, about no. the Yankees. But it's like, but it's, yeah, yeah that's it. fucked up, yeah. right? So, like, I got I'd punch math. your brother if I ever met him. For th- I want just you for to. that, and then I'd hug him. Well yeah I but i'd at least handsome, punch him all right yeah oh, okay well then i'd definitely hug him so
3: probably. <laughs> so uh he becomes a yankees fan so i'm like this motherfucker and i love the phillies like i i you, you have, have to, to understand that like to me mike schmidt was <gasps> mike schmidt <gasps> mike, i have a mike schmidt jersey it's i don't even know how you did that eleanor He he's the man
1: he it, was what i wanted to you be. know my, people wear mike schmidt jerseys to eagles games Since I can, as far as I can, I mean, he's the guy, gentleman
3: of the game.
1: He's the fucking guy. I agree. If there's any, if there's any one person, Dr. J is definitely up there.
3: I I have Schmitty's
1: right behind him. Or he's in front I don't know Like it's an, it's a toss up Like if there was a contest I, I don't know who would win But like yeah, yeah. The, My point is Is that Mike Schmidt in Philadelphia Is God
3: Yeah I mean there's, Yeah yeah, 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 I yeah, feel yeah. Exactly. And and I mean I played third base uh, <gasps> because Look at I, you With your fucking Cannon arm I got arm. a cannon Jesus arm, But my arm used to get Wall thing after about 12 throws So <laughs> You got a little Mitch you got, Williams Yeah he got a little crazy in there <laughs> you Used to so, throw it to right field <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry about that buddy But I'd hit a bus by accident oh, You know what shit, I mean? Like yeah. I, I But I still through far enough. i played left field so i was always out of it but i understand oh, yeah. yeah so i was like and then when mikey moved to first base mm-hmm. that's what i did because <gasps> i could i could play anywhere man. but i was literally fascinated by mike schmidt and Eleanor, also, we've never like talked about this before. like i, I mean know. we need to like need. do you know do you know also this is something that happened that what i still get excited about like i told you i was like a tomboy bad yeah and so i cut my hair and my hair was real short and every time my is this when you cut your ponytail off? yes okay I cut the ponytail off. <laughs> and every time my nieces and nephews see a picture of me from that time frame uh-huh. they go oh what uncle is this and i go that's uncle eleanor <laughs> that's who that is right there you <laughs> so. didn't know you had seven
1: uncles right you have six brothers yeah see i'm getting good seven uncles. yeah good. seven
3: uncles so I'm we're at the playground and and we grew up uh, on the other side of the bus barn is the passion projects. Mm-hmm. So the Phillies had to have a thing where they go play with the inner city kids. Now I'm right. not going to go to the passion projects cause they're not stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So our neighborhoods, the quick stop, the <gasps> middle ground, I see. if you will. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So we, the kids got invited from the projects over to the playground and we got, so we would all, but everybody was well behaved. Mm-hmm. For this moment, because the Phillies were there. Yeah, yeah, So, So we always had a lot of these things happen. The Eagles would come. The Phillies oh, would come. Oh, that's so exciting. It was a big deal, because it was right in the yeah. neighborhood. So... See, they just live and own houses where I'm from. Uh, yeah, <laughs> They don't stay in our neighborhood long. <laughs> so everybody's on their best behavior. Right. Because you want to get to, like, play. Obviously. And um, this one time, they were there, and Tug McGraw was there. Good (gasps) old Tuggy. Shut your mouth. My God. No, I'm little. You had to be. I know. And I'm playing like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm auditioning for the So you thought you could maybe like make it like. Absolutely. Get in their farm system somehow. (laughs) The farm team. (laughs) I mean, you can develop me at this point. I might have been six or seven. Yeah. I forget exactly, but it was around there. and i'm 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 showing off my cannon, oh my goodness, and I'm throwing it to tuggy and he he looks at he, he looks at the other one of the people taking pictures, and he goes, "This little boy's got an arm <gasps> and I went." <gasps> He's buying it. <laughs> He's buying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I could just feel myself. It's working. Oh, my God. That really happened. <laughs>
0: so that is so crazy. got an That
3: is so crazy.
0: And my
1: coach was this on the no floor. It's no wonder Callie's fucking hitting on you. And my coach was on the floor. This yeah, is some I know you sexy talk penis. right here. Okay, Callie, my bulldog, penis? is humping Eleanor for the seventh time. Do you feel my penis? Uh, anyway... <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> But yeah, so he like I was I was in heaven when that happened. That's so crazy! to me. Oh my I god! I truly just lost it, and so uh, yeah, that was my favorite uh, tugging moment, if you Jesus. will. And my mom was obsessed because at that point. She was beer girling there.
1: Yeah. So she. That she, was a Dick Vermeil era. Yeah, yeah. She loved the film. My dad wasn't like a sports guy. I my love that you're mom, here because now all of a sudden my accent's I'm the, the Dick Vermeil era. Like, yeah. I'm like, what well, I don't even,
3: you oh, know. Yeah. I do that on my podcast. Like if I'm talking fast or <laughs> uh-huh. you just forget sometimes. And I, I think I said something like, wait, what are you guys talking about? And. Everybody was like, wait, what did you, what happened? You know, and it's funny because... What are you saying? There's a very
1: specific <laughs> accent in Philly, and I think it's it's a little bit more defined than it is, but, like, it's very, like, South Jersey. Like, it, it's it's a tri-state area yeah, accent, stop, sort of. Stop
3: trying to put Jersey in the mix. You know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck
1: off, okay? It sounds the same. <laughs> I don't care. And the other, and yesterday I said something when I was, like, I just saw a guy, and it was very exciting, and, like, somebody <laughs> somebody was like, you sound like you never left south jersey and i was like don't ever fucking say that to me again okay (laughs) i haven't been there since i was 18 years old and i'm really i i do love where i'm from like don't get me wrong but i uh I always knew i was never gonna live there you know we were talking about the black sheep yeah, or the one that it, got away
3: you know and i always tell my mom i'm coming back i go look <gasps> you I'm still tell her back. that are you gonna every go day? back i tell her every day well i just your I, mom is so not, sweet i oh, met her oh she's the sweetest i know i'm obsessed you with talk her. shit
1: on her and you're set and she's like i love her she's, well
3: not, to not you, like, you she says that to me she says listen honey <laughs> i'm praying for you in church
1: <laughs> but you know what she's proud of you either way and that's She's wonderful. Pro- my,
3: my mom always wanted to be a movie star and like be in the mo- in the pictures. And then my grandma told her, oh, honey, you have to be beautiful in to do pictures. that. In the pictures. Oh, my God.
1: That's mean. Uh, yeah, but but that you was... know what? That's so... I love that no, you no, said no, in oh, the... That's pi-
3: not mean. That's Irish. Yeah. That it, is the it, Irish. Yeah. They don't... The tongue has no restraint.
1: Unfiltered. Oh, my grandparents are... They're the, the ones from South Philly. They're mm-hmm. the ones that started it all, right? Yeah. They're the most stoic unfeeling fucking mm-hmm. i don't know how they feel about me to this day i people. do people and mm-hmm. i sp- how do you not know they don't hold it because well, i don't know if they love me i'm not oh, real. oh that like, way. like they yeah, don't yeah, hate yeah. me no feeling like they don't like hate me but they don't like love me they like me for yeah. sure but like sometimes, like it's weird. Like that's that that yeah. you know that's the family that had the six, c- and then there's one girl, and p- and oh, we talk how uh, she oh yeah. <laughs> my aunt Mimi, her name's Marianne, but I just couldn't pronounce her name when I was a kid, and I. Um, she, they don't like her. Oh, I know. She's the only female. And she's so sweet. She she flies home. She lives in Seattle now. She flies home. But she's not an Eagles fan anymore. She's a
3: Seahawks fan. Okay, that's disgusting. I know. Uh, but see, here's my thing. I still love the birds. Like, I love... You have to. I root for the birds. I go home. And, you know, it's a... I think
1: it's cute, all, too, that you act like you don't know what this
3: reputation is that we have. You're like, what are you, what, what's the curse? No, what's no, the no, reputation? no, no. I never... I mean, I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. the curse in Chicago, the curse in uh Doesn't exist, obviously. Now, yeah. but the curse with the ba- with the Red Sox, that's a that's a real No, thing. it's real stuff, but, yeah. With somebody saying Vince Lombardi saying they'll never win a that's that's not him casting a curse. But is we what am, I'm but we are, so but I never people believe in my head it. Took it. Like it was oh, a curse. Oh geez, I'm so
1: sorry. Listen, you know, I'm just just gonna, right there, right there, stay right there, I'm, buddy. I you I, got... I only, you know I think it's it, it 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 goes back to the whole fact that we like haven't won a Super Bowl, so that's what's like tough about
3: of course, it because you of think course, like oh it could be true. All that stuff. It's just a choke fest that's happening. Yeah. Now but somebody a couple weeks ago and I can't remember his name believe my brother johnny posted it of course <laughs> uh because as kids here's the thing johnny's the hot one right he's the band the one that i would hug yeah. and punch
1: too yeah okay. well
3: they're all hot but all the, right. the thing is is uh you know my brother bobby's very handsome very handsome bobby yeah okay so he'll tell you that too okay. i'm very handsome he, he sounds and, uh, like he sounds like uh <laughs> he's <so>, okay okay <laughs> he's really cute and my mm. mom will always go oh but he's so cute Are any of your brothers single? It. um <laughs> you to think about this Charlie you have to go through the Rolodex yeah, of Tommy your siblings Okay, and your Charlie siblings. The, okay. the rest of them are all married okay uh, just curious Your I mean- future ref. To them they're single? Just because we're
1: doing shows together in December, so I was just curious, you know. <laughs> to them they're single? Oh, that's not uh, good. That, well, okay, that's not the same thing. Okay. <laughs> we all know about that. And that's not a you know, that's different, you know? But that's for another that's kidding. another story for another day. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We, all, we they're
3: just fine. Listen, I would love for all your like, siblings to you? if all
1: of your siblings combined listen to this podcast,
3: I would you, get rated you, on yeah, iTunes. It, just goes it right would up. be
1: like half it's like half a fucking country. Well, Johnny
3: and Tommy, uh my brother. It's Johnny, half a Guam. Yeah, really you well, know uh, <laughs> they uh do not go on the blue route okay that's all my oh, sister would say. they're anti-blue route people? <laughs> my sister karen is are they really anti-blue route <laughs> she was that's so funny but it was a
1: lot of construction anyway. they're only like 76 and like yeah okay karen's like stay off the blue route that's you know what's so on
3: the blue route jerk offs you know what okay
1: blue Ridge, very open quite often for my mm. experience but listen
3: i haven't lived there since i was 18 right. so i don't know so anyway and it, and it has gotten better but that funny. was funny it always made me giggle yeah. when she was i was like i don't even know what you're talking about so because you haven't lived route. there so you, you not that i have not only have i not lived there but i never had a license there okay so i always took the subway like i would take the buses. So we're similar York, in that way I because never, I
1: I never lived I haven't lived there since I was like eight. I lived there yeah. for a brief stint when I was like twenty three, but I basically left after
3: high school. And the last couple of years, like I've been doing stand up a little over ten years now, mm-hmm. and the last couple of years I what I'll do is I'll go home and book a whole bunch of different gigs. And yeah. Like, or if I'm like I touring, know cause I'm riding that train, right, so but but I don't touring about it. with dice. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll stay at my mom's mm-hmm. and then I'll meet him at the gigs so so i can hang out with my mom and then he was married so it's like he's with his wife you know what i mean he was or he is he he was he's not now oh okay yeah but okay at the time the few times but what I'm saying is I got to learn more of Blue Root and right. this and that and different things because I started venturing out and driving myself and I then mean now, listen now if what? you're
1: venturing out to the Blue Root that <laughs> it, you know.
3: <laughs> that's only on Christmas. Yeah. And three year siblings
1: them. aren't talking to you but it's fine. You know what I do want, really want to talk about and, and, and know personally more about is like your experience with Andrew Dice Clay because come on like it's Andrew Dice Clay. Like, I know it's great. That's he, fucking I mean he's he's like he is a
3: he is a god He's in Philadelphia. He's a god, yeah. And um, I'll tell you what: one, a lot of times he is come. He loves South Philly. That's his favorite Does place. He? Yeah, so he loves my mother's house. Not
1: New Yorkers don't always love Philly, well, you know. True, but uh, Philly
3: made him famous. I know. So he well, so lo- he he, has he owes a us something. Genuine respect, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. An out and out genuine respect for yeah. Philly and their fans. And every time we play there, he. He just says they're the best, it and he,
1: and a lot of people will, like say shit about him. But from my perspective, like he's got a rhythm, he's got a time. To- like what? would they say? Like well, what do you, you mean? know, people, and I'm sure you've got like he's so rough, and they'll and they'll judge the type of comedian that he is, in the, like, the like raunchy comedy, whatever, and comedy is so subjective as you know but and i th- but I, what i've always really respected about him is i'm like he's he's a better comedian than like most comedians because oh, if, absolutely yeah and, and and i think get rid of like his content is raunchy so whatever bothers you about him if you're not like on the
3: dice train yeah he's a fucking just solid comedian but i remember when we were first going out and uh we were- he was playing atlantic city i wasn't doing stand-up at this point mm-hmm. and he was playing at the brigada in atlantic <gasps> city and so my family came and he got them all tickets and you know that's a lot of people so yeah yeah yeah. i mean we had a blast <laughs> but you know Half it was won. a lot you know? yeah yeah and so uh and i remember jim norton was opening for him so it's well, double yeah. whammy of, of filth um <laughs> and, and i love norton he's yeah, amazing you know, he's awesome and so um jimmy uh they my my parents came my mom came and um My dad doesn't know. Like, when I tell my dad I tour with Andrew Dice Clay, he doesn't, like, listen. He lives in another world. So I'll call him up. Yeah. yeah, And he'll be like, hey, girl, how's it going with (laughs) Cassius Clay? And I'm like, nope, that's not, nope. (laughs) That's not what I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, it's oh a fight, God. but it's that's a different so kind funny. of fight. That is, and that's so funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny. She lives in a bubble. <laughs> and so, Cash is clay. <laughs> it constantly. Oh he, for some God. reason, he can't say Andrew Dice Clay. So funny. I don't know why. Yeah. So... it Anyway, so um my mom came, and it was the first time she'd ever seen him because <gasps> bringing Dice home was technically like, guess who's coming to dinner?
1: So, and this is before you were. This yeah, is this okay. is two
3: thousand and two. Okay, three, okay, somewhere around there.
1: Okay, uh, and you guys, we went out for about
3: five years. Yes, yeah,
1: so you were together at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
3: we're still best friends, oh, and I still gosh. tour with them, and I try to hook him up with people and not uh, <laughs> so i don't have to date him and uh, i'm kidding no we we just grew apart it's a normal yeah of course i, I was married once right like, but yeah, i went whatever. through a horrible life thing mm-hmm. and so and it wasn't his fault it was my like totally me fucking it up if you will and um, he had full custody of his kids. Like, he's got this persona. He's got this act. But the other side of him is just this gentleman. Truly mm-hmm. a gentleman. And a father. and An I amazing could see that. father. I could see that. Like, if you met his children, you'd be like, no. I could see that. You know, because it, mm-hmm. in a way, you are it kind of makes you like him more. Because he's not yeah. really
1: that guy every day. Like, you know when, what I
3: mean? Yeah. And when people meet his kids, they go, it can't be. It's impossible. Like, because they just expect them to, you know set something on fire yeah, like and B- punch you in the face B- and fucking walk away. Shit heads yeah. or something and it's like, you know dude, you don't know the difference between an act and a. and that's the school he comes from yeah you gotta remember he started in 1979 yeah you yeah. weren't even born no i was not born you were not i was not born i yet. was i was still but a peanut I was a in the sky B-E-B. yeah 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 i was a real baby yeah like uh, all right maybe not baby but i'm <laughs> you know, not even on either anyway, either way either way i was up there and so yeah. um I'm saying, like, he started in that era of we have an act, you take your act and you go on the road. Right. But he has since transformed because he has always stayed at the comedy store and stayed relevant. Yeah, yeah. Like, he never went to any other clubs. You never saw him at the Laugh Factory or the Improv hanging out. That's very interesting. Out. He loved the store. Yeah. The store was where he the learned. The store is where it's at. I mean, that's it's, it's but it, But that's though. where he learned. Mm-hmm. He was roommates with Kenison up in Crest Hill. He was, you know, they they all came up together. Him, Carl LeBeau, these great comics yeah. that still have a, a certain performance level. Mm-hmm. Whereas comics today, they don't care about the performance yeah, part no, of I it. Yeah, 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 They're like, oh, listen to this very witty thought out intelligent joke there's no behind it right like it's just uh, and you mean and it's it's i'm wearing sweatpants on stage because i'm showing you i don't care
1: but it's like the whole thing it's like it's like the physical comedy the intonation behind it the well thought like the content's important but it's like the whole shebang it's a show yeah everything he goes on performance
3: absolutely when he goes on stage everything is thought out maybe not as much now as it was 20 or 30 years ago yeah but every detail is thought out from the fingerless gloves to the leather glove to the shoes to the underwear to the everything is thought out. It is a he's gonna give these people a show, and I have watched. I really him love that in front of eight thousand people, and I've watched him in front of eight people at the comedy store mm-hmm. and give the same performance to both. And I and I learn a lot from that mm-hmm. because it, I'm like, wow, like it doesn't matter. A lot of times, comics will go on stage and they're like there's nobody here this sucks this club sucks you know and they just shit on it and they don't do anything and it's like it's not their fault that they're they came on a night when it's slower or they they're more night birds so they want to see what happens till the end yeah yeah, you know they're there you got to give them a show yeah and so uh i now get those spots at the soar Mm -hmm. and those late night and they help me on the road in front of bigger, like last night, I had a giant audience in the main room, and I was like, "This is confusing."
1: <laughs> well, last night was it Saturday, was, so it was that Saturday, makes sense. but it was uh, what
3: time was it? The, I've noticed now at the comedy store, uh, more recently, that more people are staying later because the later sometimes a Chappelle will stop in or Dice or you yeah. know random no, Chris Rock, and it, and it and,
1: absolutely happens, and you know very late though. So so like it, so like being a comedian like a you know i haven't been doing comedy as long as you but i definitely like i look up to you and i learn a lot from you and i um i'll never forget the reason why i oh my goal when i first became a comedian was all i like because i was like stupid and i didn't didn't know i mean not stupid but like this was just how high my goal was my goal was to just do the comedy store because when i was growing up and I was watching like E! True Hollywood Stories, and I was learning about comedians. And there was this thing called the store. Yeah. There was this thing called the Comedy Store, and I used to think, is it an actual store? Like I used to imagine like a blockbuster was in the front with right. like with like you know Chris Farley's like SN- Like I didn't know what it was because I lived in New Jersey, but I always thought if I could just do that, that would just be enough. And I think that was a cool goal to shoot for. Sure, totally. to just do the Comedy Store. Yeah, and then like. Within four months, I want to say, of actually becoming a comedian, I did the comedy store and I was like, this is my whole life. And then after that, I was like, no, well, wait a minute. I'm like a little depressed now. Like, what else am I supposed to do? But it's kind of funny how like but I think to this day, like that's the place. Like if you can perform there and you can do that then you can do anything and uh, that you want to do yeah. because it's just it, 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 it that's it i i still think of the comedy store as like the the best the place Mecca. sure me too it's the fucking best place it, i'm i'm still intimidated i hang out there a lot like i don't perform there as much as i would like to but i still but i do like more than that one time mm-hmm. you know but i i just think it's like cool that you worked the system too like you worked there well got- i worked
3: there but with no interest of being a comic
1: oh i didn't know that no. i thought that's why
3: you worked there no i was trying oh. to be an actress i was always in plays or you wanted to be in the pictures i wanted to be in the pictures <laughs> with them in the talkies if you will <laughs> and uh one time i recorded my dad and he was like oh you can talk with this thing too i'm like yeah dad they're called talkies <laughs> and he was so angry but i was just it's just funny how they see things but anyway um yeah i wanted to be an actress i moved out here thinking all right i'm going to replace meryl Streep." <laughs> so every play i did i was always just uh raped or it was always some tragedy after school special like a horrible like you know she yeah. just lost her children um they were taken from her you know whatever it was yeah yeah, yeah. something awful fred savage was probably annoying, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just no reason <laughs> and my friends would come see the plays and they'd be like what are you doing why are you you're always crying (laughs) what's going on (laughs) you're always crying and i'm like i can cry on cue and they're like who gives a shit you're funny yeah i I think i was afraid Mm -hmm. of like i don't know i because in my head i truly wanted to be meryl streep like when i i I was just telling the story the other day i went to an interview at don buckwald agency when i first moved here and they were like oh what um what actresses do you like? And I'm like, oh, Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet. and mm-hmm. You know, they both had done Sense and Sensibility at that point. And I'm like, they're brilliant. And he's like, what about Julia Roberts? I'm like, Julia Roberts? <laughs> you <a> fucking retard! <laughs> like, dude, do you know I anything mean about acting? Like, that's where I was. Oh, my God. And I you know, this guy's like you know trying to like yeah, like, yeah, to me, yeah. julia roberts cameron diaz they, they fill a void yeah, yeah, but they're yeah, not, yeah and they're cutesy it's great but they're not what you would call an actress no but like
1: yeah i see where i see where you you're what you're saying.
3: saying i'm a method act i was in a my you were, t- yeah I you were a fucking name. method
1: actor i mean that's that's really funny mm-hmm. that that's I was like
3: serious about it i mean i was i went to temple and took theater and uh you know I, I did shakespeare and a you went fee law temp, suit. lawsuit like ta- don't oh my god don't judge me jesus <laughs> to, who does shakespeare in north philly in a fee lawsuit no, i do uh <laughs> <laughs> no one else did the rest of the class was frightened of me. yeah anyway, anyway you are the uh, only person
1: like i'm trying to think of anything here and i'm completely you completely there. i am drawing a blank like i i
3: it was pretty brutal and nothing no, comes to my brain that i remember the teacher saying to me listen <laughs> <lawsuit>. <laughs> listen you we need you to take an american standard english class because i have no idea what you're saying <laughs> like it was uh, my accent was so thick. it was so philly so i mean and you still philly. got it too no, but not like that yeah yeah, mean, yeah yeah and and sometimes i was taking these uh, commercial acting classes, and mm-hmm. the lady would videotape you. Yeah, so yeah. I would be I did like, those, Skippy yeah. Peanut Butter. In yeah. Voorhees, New Jersey, I went. Voorhees. Hilarious. Ugh. So, I, how many Ugh. peanuts make up one jar of Skippy <laughs> Peanut Butter? <laughs> and I, I was a good mimic. Like, you know, I could do yeah. it at Boston accent. I could do whatever d- yeah 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 I love doing that I love doing characters and making fun of people mm-hmm. uh because <laughs> I'm a bitch but um <laughs> but now um that's why I, I asked if
1: you ever did the roast battle because that's you
3: know that's yeah what that I is. love but to anyway, people yeah uh, anyway so uh, you know, we go to this class and the lady I was going off her so she would go how many peanuts make up one jar of Skippy peanut butter mm. and I would do it like her and she was like now do it in your voice and I was like Oh, I don't have a voice what, around this, what? probably what right? What are you saying, lady? Mm. And so on the tape, and it was so embarrassing. One that I'm saying tape, and two <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, at least you're not saying typewriter, right? You know? how many peanuts make up one jar of Skippy Peanut Butter? All right, yeah, 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 Oh my <laughs> so god, you can hear it, yeah. And my, didn't she think that was worse? It, no, she goes, that's you, and I was like, oh. But in my head, I'm like. Yeah, but you gotta talk like you to get on TV. And you, so ca- you I did do, that. You I would try to them. mask it. Yeah, and that's not good. Yeah, for a commercial. Well, I mean,
1: like just just to have like a neutral accent. Like, say you're gonna be like like I want to be a sportscaster. Like that would be one thing I want. That's one thing I've always wanted to do. And I always thought like you you sort of have to have like a bit of a neutral. Like you can't come out the gate like being like Chicago girl or Boston girl because it's, yeah. Yeah. If there's a, but I also think that like there's a but there's also something about adapting it to you like your voice is it doesn't have to be what? like your accent voice that's but that's
3: what she was trying to yeah. get across but what happened was I brought the tape home and I was supposed to study it and then yeah. I was supposed to go back and this was after I left temple so I already knew about the American standard we don't understand what you're saying bitch <laughs> accent yeah. and so I was like and I was frustrated and I I just laid the tape down. You know, there wasn't a lot of privacy in mm-hmm. my house. Yeah. Um. So my brothers came in with their shift of crew of people at three in the morning to play Atari or whatever it was. Atari. I'm, oh, I'm my kidding. God. I remember Atari. <laughs> but I. Because anyway, we were poor. Yeah. So they, <laughs> I guess the other one was out, but they were still playing. Yeah. There. And so and my mom's house was like. It was like Grand Central Station. There was right. always somebody in it. The door was always open. She, she always used to say, I'm going to get a revolving door. You know, because so my brothers would come with their friends and my brother Bobby watched it with his buddy, Mikey Rizzo, and four months they drove me nuts about mm. how many peanuts make up one jar of <laughs> Skippy peanut butter. So I smashed that tape. Oh
1: my God! But you know what I, I have to say. From nothing. You know what I have to say. But you know it. They say it's you know, and it's harder to be. Um, Like even like the best actors and actresses like will never do stand up comedy, which makes me feel better about never being like a Kate Winslet. If that's what happens, because it's harder. It's the hardest thing. But
3: they're what I want it to be. Right. Meryl and Glenn Close and uh, Emma Thompson is hands down. I mean, well, she's just beautiful. I mean, I'm just obsessed. I just I I just have a thing, a certain thing. I can See. Yeah. And And so I love that. And I wanted that. That height of perfection, right? To, to do all of it and like um, so so, so I, uh, but I also loved like you know Goldie Hawn and they they yeah. had their purpose. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It wasn't who I wanted to be. Yeah, I
1: understand. Like it was a it was like a more. Uh, dimensional level of acting, yeah. maybe. And then my
3: best friends were all comics because I was working at the comedy store. So it was like, you know, your hang- my My rare is one of my closest friends, a South From Philly, Philly guy, yeah. uh, South Philly who moved to West Philly because he got money. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> bougie, he got bougie. <laughs> I'm actually very good friends with his his nephew oh, who okay. lives out here. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love uh, one of my closest friends so but these people are like why are you what are you doing yeah like joe rogan be like you should be doing stand-up i don't understand what you're doing freddie soto wasn't my closest friend he passed away about 12 years Mm ago right when i ruined my relationship with dice (laughs) Uh, sounds like a tough time back to that episode two 12 years
1: ago yeah and that's that's for next time and then
3: (laughs) about two years after he passed i finally started getting into uh... do you feel now that you've
1: that you've like met that calling of like what you came out here to do maybe not the like where you want to be i mean i know
3: i know it's not where i want to be right this second Mm -hmm. like i know i'm pissed and i'm never satisfied but i think we're all like that yeah i I mean there's a lot more i want to do but i don't feel safe anywhere except for the stage like i don't feel like comfortable at all unless i'm you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm in... I could be in the worst f- mood. And I could get in the worst mood after a set. That happened last night. Uh, <laughs> you know, after a set, you're like, oh, yeah. geez, I wonder what that rope would hold me. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta oh, do it man. like that. And yeah, no, I understand. Fuck, sometimes it's just brutal. But I I still wouldn't change it for anything Yeah. in the world. You know, I... um,
1: And I love... Th- talking to comedians and I have a lot of comedians on the podcast because we talk a lot about sports and it's about like... But I also... But like my motivation even for doing this podcast is like sports drives me but so does comedy and so I think both of them influence your... If like you have somebody on here um, like you or anybody else that I have on that it influences your life in different ways. Like they're interconnected in a way. It's like you can get up there and have that night that you had last night and you were an athlete once and I think that there's like a connection between that. Um, I also think it takes a very specific kind of a person to do stand-up comedy and i always say like i don't want to like think i'm like a fucked up crazy person but i have a need like it's like a thing oh yeah if i don't go on st- i'm terrible I'm- yeah and it's like i can't like i want to do all these other things but like i can't not do that ever like yeah. that's that's number one even if i don't get paid oh uh, yeah for, you i do know? two or three sets a night yeah i'm like yeah. an idiot uh, well and i mean but it, it's it's a, it's almost like it's like a sickness and i saw this like this i don't know if you've seen this documentary um they filmed at the basement where you've, you my, my show that i used to have at the basement oh, yeah, comedy yeah. um the producers i had no idea what it was and they were like oh we're from dying laughing films and we want to film you and this other guy grant cotter and a couple other comedians oh, grant. grant's yeah, awesome right mm-hmm. so i was on a plane the other day and there was this film called dying laughing mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that sounds familiar and it's that this documentary i don't know if you've seen it about stand-up comedy i haven't comedy. seen
3: it but i heard it's great a lot of my friends are in it oh Triple well e grant's and, yeah. in it
1: from my show isn't that cool oh, that's awesome I, they didn't put me in it though motherfuckers but it's okay I, that's I, all right either, your show promotes gets people out there either way uh, i know that the show is over now but like either way um i've never actually heard anything articulate what you're talking about and like what i'm saying a little bit about like comedy and like what you're like how you feel on stage other like other than that documentary, like it says it all the way through. Like, somebody, some people's perspectives, you're like, meh. But, like for the most part, I've never heard something say, like, this is what you're thinking in your head, and this is who, who you are, and yeah. this is why you do this. Yeah. And so, when my parents don't understand me or people in my family, and they're like, hey, you used to be like an important corporate girl, now you're telling dick jokes for a living. I'm like, just watch this film. I just think that's what you should do because yeah. it actually explains it. I, I keep promoting it. I'm like an unofficial sponsor for it. That's but it's
3: good because it, I heard great things about it's it. It's really I have good. Uh, Watch yet a guy
1: and they talk about bombing. They talk about that whole thing. They talk so about so they being did a
3: segment on me.
1: <laughs> well, I forget the comedian, but he cried. He actually cries on. Th- he, oh, I believe He it. had such a bad bombing experience that he recalled something from five years ago, and he was in tears. And I'm like, <laughs> "This is my future." I don't, I
3: don't know why I'm laughing. That's so. But you know what? No, but but it's- you know if you're watching a comic bomb it's the most fun <laughs> it is it's no yeah. fun watching them kill you like ah, whatever i
1: know but you know but being the person that bombs in front of those people like i'll never forget it like i oh, i'm I got- still fucking insecure about the first time i bombed like five years ago oh it's all still here but i sometimes we use I it as fuel You what? yeah i have nightmares about it sometimes whoa
3: that's a little too deep but now, it's, it, you don't want to bomb though you know no i mean I have i've i guess i have dreams about not being able to get to the stage. Those are like waitressing dreams where I can't get to the table. Those are
1: the types of dreams I have too. Or Mm -hmm. like... Or like all of a sudden it's my turn and I'm in like a big venue and I forgot to prepare. Yes, and then I'm like, "Hey, yes, everybody!" That's normal. Yeah, yeah, that I, that happens to me all the time. I'm always in my dreams. That's because of that.
3: That's just because your drive. Yeah, and you want it, and your your angst is in there. Like we got to get on stage. Yeah, I gotta do great. And then
1: in my dreams, I'm on stage and I'm like, "Shit, I I didn't even know I had a show tonight. What what am I doing here?" And yeah. like, I didn't put pants. And on. I'm like, "Hey, Damn it. hey, everybody! Like, again. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> forgot my pants again." Actually, that <laughs> might be that <laughs> yeah, that could actually I still have a couple years left Where I, I could maybe do that That it would also be called Listen, I just stopped. Being a stripper But yeah. you know <laughs> A stripper from Philadelphia Really Perfect. you know Make my, my family proud But you know I, I want to say um, I want to finish your point though On on the the stand up Because I feel like I just
3: cut you off No worries your, I don't remember What the point was What we were talking about Stand up uh, Well it's just Bombing It's a constant And I uh, think
1: I was sort of Drawing a conclusion too Between like comedy Sports Like where you're from Like the culture
3: you yeah the drive is insane and like you were we were talking about bombing booing whatever three months in dice took me on the road with him Mm -hmm. and i i I wait you were only a comedian for three months yeah i had no business being on the road with him lucky you not lucky (laughs) we were in new york westbury music fair we we had done some shows in l.a Big theaters and stuff, uh, tw- uh Wells Fargo Center, mm-hmm. twenty five hundred seats or something like that, and then the Santa Rosa. We did this other place that was like fifteen hundred seats, and at this point, I've been I had done like seven or eight shows, and maybe in front of four or five people. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, c- combined all seven or eight shows, <laughs> and uh, so it's like, not, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, and I went and did it anyway. Um, Because I'm an idiot. And we were, when we were in LA, it was fine. We we had a TV show on the air Mm -hmm. on VH1 called Dice Undisputed. It was a reality show. Mm -hmm. We both hated it, but it was on. And so people would come out and they'd be like, he's like, don't worry. They're going to know you from the show. So I go, all right. Now you got to understand Dice lives in another time when if you were on TV, that was the biggest thing. Right, right. And now we're starting to get into the. When I started, like the oversaturated mm-hmm. air. Like now you can. You, you can watch on the internet. You can watch here. You you know now and you can actually have it's like really an extremely
1: fun. successful career on screen and nobody ever knows who you
3: are. Oh, absolutely, you you could be on the Tonight Show thirty to forty times and nobody, and yeah, not one person knows who you are. But in his day, when you did the Tonight Show, you went on tour. Like Dalmai Rara did the Tonight Show, and it set him up for about eight years. Yeah, yeah. so that's a different time. Yeah, so in but his there was brain, fewer and further between, so you can make right. the argument in both ways. So yeah. in his brain. He's saying, they're going to know you from TV. You're going to do great. Mm-hmm. And he had come to watch me a couple of times. So he saw that I was really passionate about it and yeah. into it. So that's the only reason he took me. Otherwise, he'd never right. take somebody. Right. So we went and I did great in California. And then we got to New York and then <gasps> they canceled the VH1 show. And um, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And then in New York, we and this was MySpace days too. So we were oh, at yeah. Westbury Music Fair. And it's a theater in the round. Uh-huh. So we had two professional comics go up. They've been doing stand up for quite some time. They go up. They do their thing. A fight breaks out during one of them. Somebody threw up on somebody so that they both had a hard time. Uh-huh. Then they take a 15 minute intermission because big venues love to do this to comics. And it's annoying. You can't, you ever can't break let them the do energy. It. Don't ever I let them do I never understand this. But yeah. they do it all the time. So a 15 minute intermission. And then I'm supposed to go out. And I'm freaking out. And Andrew's like, you look great. He made me, he's like, you got to look hot on stage. You got to look sexy. Show him your tough attitude. And he's like, wear short shorts. I'm like, tough attitude. What is if I show my clit, that's yeah. it. I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, what it's it, So now I'm yeah. in, like, short shorts, high boots, and a cute little top. Not too short, but, like, yeah, cute, like, dress shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't, like, my ass cheeks weren't out. Like, yeah. I wasn't Maurice cheeks. You weren't. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was stay in, you Philly, are stay in Philly. You were Mo Cheeks. Yeah. That's what my brother I like Jimmy that used one. to call yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, And so uh, if I wore short shorts, he would call me, Hey, Maurice, pull yeah. your pants down. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and so... Uh, I, I, think I don't I want to see Mochik's. by the way I think I mentioned all my brothers so anyway yeah, yeah, you
1: did maybe maybe, <laughs> at least, maybe at least
3: a quarter of them no no I got them no, all oh you got them got all Jimmy oh wow so now um we're um so so I, I'm in New York I'm nervous wreck I'm in this outfit that I mm, can't say I feel comfortable in but I'm I, he's all about performance. Yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. about the show, the persona, the, the this, yeah. the that. You gotta look good. You gotta get in their you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go out, and it's a it's two thousand twenty five hundred <gasps> seats in the round. And you so they're yeah everywhere. And my sister Karen drove up from South Philly uh-huh. to see me. She was by herself, so I, I you know, I, I knew she was out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I come out and I start doing my jokes, and the minute I said I was from Philly they started booing mm. fuck you fuck the phillies the eagles stink you know oh my god and now i'm like you know i could see the black like because i'm like i'll just snap i'll fucking kill somebody oh my right? god now you're shitting on my neighborhood so you didn't get yeah. scared you got mad I was terrified and yeah mad, all in the same that's a yeah you're so from philly so i was like
1: does it smell like I'm cooking dinner in here, by the way? I just yeah, was like it. Like uh, I, I'm not. So I don't know where that's coming from, but I'm excited. I'm but anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll go
3: over. And yeah, so now I go to um, I, I, I. So I'm out there. I'm doing my jokes. What I wrote. I'm just like stick, stay in the kitchen. Ca- so somebody yells out, where's dice? And I'm like, he's up my ass. You want to tickle his feet? <laughs> Because oh, I'm good. angry, and I've got a big South Philly line. Yeah, so I, I, it gets a tiny bit of a laugh. So I go into the jokes I wrote. That now they all start booing. Oh yeah, you. It's now yeah. they hate me from the front, the side, mm. and the back, mm. and it's. I'm sweating so bad. The cute little half bra that I had on slid down and it now looks like I have stomach tumors because it's, it's not on my body anymore. Oh my God. It's not where it's supposed to be is oh what I'm saying. So I'm like trying to hold my bra up and keep my composure. And I lock eyes with my sister, Karen, who's just as crazy as I am, but uh-huh. 10 years older. Uh-huh. And she goes, she stands up and she goes, uh, what do you want to do? Like I could see it. I could see her face. Like, what do you want to do? want to fight this whole fucking crowd i'll start in this section like i could feel her energy <laughs> oh and for some reason it gave me like c- confidence yeah to just somewhat sail through the rest of it yeah even though they were booing the whole just, fucking just time stick it out and i i barreled through it like they weren't doing it and i think i did five or six minutes which is what i was only supposed to do right 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 uh but i did my time Yeah, And I got off stage and Andrew was like, fuck them. I'm not going out there. How dare they boo you? You're my family. They don't do that. Fuck New York. Fuck that. I mean, he lost it. Wow. And uh, I was like, they are not here to see me. They're here to see you. And I confidently talked him into going out there uh-huh. and he went out and had the best set of his life. <gasps> and because he was, he was so mad, yeah. but he's a professional that when yeah. he gets mad, he takes it out on them yeah, and they love it. Yeah. So his crowd loves being And that's being the type of sh- comedian he, yeah. yeah, they love, yeah. They, I yeah. mean, they were uproaring. I thought they were carrying him around the room. And then <laughs> I went, I calmed myself down. I went upstairs. I called my mother. I'm crying. I'm like fuck my brother Tommy got on the phone he's like relax he's like I, 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 they boo everybody they booed they booed Blondie they don't know shit so <laughs> They booed down. Blondie It's like, <laughs> happening right now did he but just worked, make that up though I, no he's oh. he, he sorry he's a he's a big concert guy go- he oh, runs okay. the academy of, the, oh okay he I ran the know, academy well, of music for Blondie? years yeah
1: and the people talk
3: shit on Philly like we booed Santa
1: Claus like that's the worst thing that's ever happened he said
3: he has seen a lot because he goes to every concert you know man music he's very much in the fucking New York Workers easy. always
1: talking shit on us, you know? They're, yeah,
3: they're just this fucking this... evil, by I the way. Know. I know. That's what I'm saying, uh, you know? So it was so weird. And anyway, but it, I, I remember. I love how you're calm... still clutching your purse I know, it's still leaning on me. <sighs> they calmed me down. And I went out just to look at the venue mm-hmm. and this guy came up. He goes, Hey man, I'm sorry for, you were great. Sorry for booing you. We just wanted to see dice. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like in my head, I saw myself snapping him, his neck oh and dragging him in the bathroom being like, he fell. Yeah. You guys, he fell. <laughs> you know, like it was so bad. And but you, know but what? you got through it and then we yeah. came the drive and then somebody <clears throat> recorded it. Naturally, and Mm. put it on MySpace, Mm. and then Andrew put it on his page and wrote, "See, I told you it was hard to open for me." Oh no! And I was like, "You motherfucker!" Oh my god! I was like, "Why would you do that?" And he goes, "Well, people say it's not hard to open for me because my crowd's so easy." I wanted to show. I go. are you an idiot you I told, told me you're...
1: once that that crowd is very hard now i didn't really understand why but now i understand i mean like i could they get it vicious. No, i mean honestly they still
3: are vicious i yeah. mean it,
1: when i go out it's like They're the underbelly sacrifice i mean look i even had an accent when i said it by accident the underbelly, underbelly. of america you the, know just
3: a couple months ago we were uh, september so not a month ago uh <laughs> we were i'm like i don't know where i'm at. like yesterday yeah we no, were was just... in Boston Go Sox. Mm-hmm. And uh oh I never told you why I'm a Sox fan. Mm. But I mean I did, but it was cuz my brother Johnny liked the Yankees and then I was like I'm going to root for their rival team. Unfortunately, it was 1986. Mm. Bill Buckner. Yeah. And so I'm rooting, I'm rooting, I'm going, I'm going and it's the, they're playing the Mets and it's this team. And so I'm watching and I'm going, "Oh my god, this team is me." They they get right there, yeah. and then everything falls to shit. <laughs> so I related to them. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Why do became... you have to go all the way to Boston to relate, though? You no, could have no, just stayed no, 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 in no. Philly, I'm you know? That happened i that in 86 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and all the years. And when they broke the curse in 2004, I was in a garage in Vegas with my mother and her sorority, high school sorority. Why were you in a garage? Because they wanted to go to a show, and I go, I can't it's game seven i can't and and i'm freaking out in a garage with mexicans who also were listening i don't even know if they knew they were listening like there might have been a boss that told them to put it on like like, what the fuck? this ain't real sports you know and so (laughs) they like soccer you know Uh, whatever but it was just weird yeah And i I remember being like (sighs) jumping up and down in a garage with these poor mexican valet drivers that were like why is this girl so crazy? I feel like there's a lot of different ways. Like, you, you've later thought crazy.
1: about you, Mexican's yeah. garage, you know, like. Very weird. Yeah, yeah. Co- connection. Callie, but, now but, Callie's, Callie's getting back involved now. Now she looks she, she, like a 40 year old man, doesn't it's she? Because I brought up the in Yankees. The face. It's, well, she uh, doesn't like the Yankees. No, no, tell the Yankees.
3: She doesn't like the Yankees. No, I don't either. But we were, we were just in Boston. But she likes Philly uh, and she likes and Kurt Schilling. Dice is from. New York, right? Brooklyn, right? So yes, yeah. So we're, and, and this is how wild the Boston crowds are, by the way.
1: And if you're from Brooklyn, do you like the Mets at all, or no? No. Okay. All
3: right.
1: Uh, New uh, uh, no, You well,
3: could. I, I always say now this. Now the hipsters make is, their own decisions. Yeah. Today. I always you know. say the uh, the Mets are the. Don't get mad, Yankee fans. But the classier slash Jewish version <laughs> of the neighborhoods. Most of the Jews and the classier guys like. The Mets. The every bougie, uh, every Mets fan I've met, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded weird. Is uh, double entendre. Yeah, is, I've never met something i Yeah, yeah. It's a different, a way different attitude. But anyway, they go to the, so met. the Bronx. Yeah. uh is where the 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 Yankees. Yeah. Are pro- but anyway, so Brooklyn. Andrew always says he does this joke about New York being the greatest city in the world. No matter where you are, they will tell you. She's New about York, to pull your car- cord out there. I know. I see it. Uh, now she just wants to play yeah yay and so uh, new york being the greatest city in the world but we were in boston and they don't go for that because you say new york they think yankees and they lose their fucking yeah yeah boston is a whole nother level of crazy dude you know i I went out there they barely let me speak that was like (laughs) a fight i haven't had a fight like that since i got booed off stage but i won that fight and i got them and Andrew said that it was that it was like his favorite set he ever seen me have because it was such a fight. Really, yeah, like, and I—I I mean, and you did it. I did it, and they were jumping up and down. And when he came out, they were so riled up. He had to open with his nursery rhymes, oh. his poems. And I was like, how the fuck is he gonna close? You open with that. Yeah, but then where he, do you go from there? Yeah. You know. And then he did the New York joke, and they were like, boo! And I was like, oh my god, Dice is getting booed. But he figured his way out of it, though, I'm yeah, sure, right? he had to say, all right, Boston.
1: Yeah, but you know, <laughs> he, he had to he, fucking change some That's crazy. That's he how rowdy changed how rowdy it they to were. Boston, wow. I feel like Callie is making it Boston in here right now. She's, she's like, recreating Boston all over again with Those her. socks. You know, she gave you a, well, to be fair, you are provoking a her a Celtics little bit. I'm a
3: Celtics fan, too. Oh, okay. Uh, who, Larry Bird. Lawrence. All right. But that was from, again, Callie. Yeah. Michigan State, and Indiana, Larry Bird and that rival mm-hmm. and Magic yeah. Johnson oh, yeah. And my brother Johnny is a big Lakers fan to this day yep. because we followed them so when they went and he went to the Celtics I became a Celtics fan and we still bet on uh, it. You all know? I
1: remember is Charles Barkley dis Larry Bird that, that's a. Uh, what do you mean? He well, it's a it's a lyric from a Sixers uh, uh, song. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
3: uh, J- Julius had a fist fight with Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well,
1: uh, there was a big thing with Larry Bird, but Larry Bird was like the first, like not the first, but like the greatest. He- I mean he looked like our dad you're saying the
3: greatest wrong uh yes he did well he didn't look like my dad dad let's end this
1: podcast with with racism
3: no i'm just kidding uh,
1: like larry bird looks like our dad no my just, dad no no um he no my crazy. dad my dad's like you know i'm taller than my own dad but no I, I wasn't saying that i was just saying let's be racist in the end because that would just be fun just because of everything else we've done no i'm just kidding um whatever you want to do i'm down for everything honestly no i've loved having you on i don't know like you've told Because you know, I always like end the podcast with a baller story. I
3: I do kind of have one.
1: I I want to hear it, and because I, but you've already fucking told so many, and I want to hear what this story is. Because after that, Donovan McNabb dissing. It's so great. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, so cute. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I I have a baller, a great baller story. Because my mom, Mm -hmm. uh, who probably well probably could be the greatest person on the face of the earth, Mm -hmm. and like you. i said my dad was not a sports fan you oh, know? yeah yeah my dad was in the fishing and guns and racism and <laughs> all right there <laughs> that that's yeah okay hey, so. Hey, hey, hey. and so he um he wasn't like into sports like even when we play he'd be like uh, except for cassius clay well he that knew who that he was knew that yeah, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hilarious uh, and so anyway so we uh no, you're well, making eye contact. You can't sorry, do it. I know. Now, I feel like there's a, you're, you're gonna get hum- <laughs> you are butt. definitely getting to
1: one to two more times before you leave my <laughs> this house. Heat wave
3: in Cali is just crazy. <laughs> Good job. Uh, and so we, um, so my mom was a big hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Love the Flyers. Ooh, Flyers, Flyers, and flyers. like you
1: and and she was like around during
3: like I wasn't. I don't know if I was born in Broad Street Bullies oh, like the whole bull- thing. This is all bullies. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A, but my mom loved the Flyers from the beginning Mm -hmm. and so um she uh if it was like friday night and dukes of hazard was on she'd be like the flyers are on i'm like bitch we're watching (laughs) and she would make us watch the flyers that's awesome this bitch so we (sighs) there was no way to get away from sports in the house so she's watching the Flyers. she loves the flyers one night there's a bad snowstorm edie is a baby uh my little sister so i'm i always try to figure out what year it is yeah okay so It could have been 78. It could have been 77, Uh, 78, because I was either five or six. Okay. So I'm around there. So
1: right around, like, maybe post, like, Stanley Cup years. Absolutely. Okay. Because it
3: was still Bobby Clark, Rick McClellan. Right, right, right. So it was that 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 whole team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hexall, you know, all Uh, the whole. Hexall, yeah. And so the Hammer uh who comes to a lot of my show dave schultz really yeah. my mom and my and, and her sisters took a picture with him like oh oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, yeah i love the hammer i love that can and you make that sound again <laughs> <laughs> they were all of a sudden they were giddy i was like this lady's been beating, beating the shit out of me well, my whole life now know, she's giddy i've never seen her like a schoolgirl. it's so funny how like it's it's it's
1: one thing to get like all like starry-eyed or like crazy about celebrities but athletes that you idolize yeah, yeah, yeah. Athletes, it's a whole nother story st- like I if agree. i ever meet Randall Cunningham I probably will I'll probably hump his leg
3: just like Callie humped yours for the last three hours Listen, I get I, I, I don't know that I do that though like I would just ask some questions I'm weird like that. yeah like I don't want to sleep all right them. well wait to make me I feel I'm a weird person yeah, no, no you're I'm not probably, saying I'm
1: gonna fucking hook up with everybody normal. no but I'm not saying I'm gonna like sleep with Randall Cunningham I mean I'm just saying yeah, I'm gonna like you
3: not because you're racist so you wouldn't <laughs> I get it um but <laughs> no but I uh, I love i i just love that like i'm yeah i yeah, want yeah. It, i guess i want it to be one yeah and the closest Same. i ever Same. really came
1: was being a wrestler it's like being a singer oh my god what <laughs> were you you were a fucking wrestler yeah i used to wrestle for wow women of wrestling you were I like one, one of the rider. two women that wrestled. like seriously you wrestled because i was a wrestling stat girl growing up because i i like no
3: no, no no i wrestled on tv I was like, what? WWE. Are you kidding? No. How did I... I don't know anything about you. This is really hard. I don't even know me. you at all. But anyway, so yeah, <laughs> they can Google it. Wow, Women of Wrestling, Easy Rider. Um, I'm going to fucking Google it
1: the second you walk
3: out the store. Naturally, door. my name was Easy Rider. Oh so, my God, Easy Rider. But anyway, so my mom... Uh, so we're kids. And my mom's got a house full of babies. Mm-hmm. Kids, whatever. And it's a terrible snowstorm in Philly. Terrible. And mm-hmm. they were playing St. Louis and they said... If you can get to the spectrum, we'll let you in cuz they had to play the game but they didn't have an audience. Mm. They didn't have a fans. They didn't have nothing. Nobody could get there. So
1: they were like saying, if just open
3: free season. admission. My they on the radio they wow. said, "If you can get That's here, so old school. You, we will let you in for free and they gave hot dogs and hot chocolate." My mom was like, "Wrap them up." <laughs> I
1: got 12,000
3: kids. <laughs> <gasps> Wrap it up, kids. Oh so, man. She left Bobby and Eeny home because they were too little. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I was about five or six. Okay, okay. So she left them home because they were too little, and um, Karen had a, my older sister Karen had a babysit them. So she was pissed because she wants to go out with her boyfriend, right? And you know, get felt up in the snow. So <laughs> his name's Rudy Oh! Valentino. So naturally, did he go to Notre Dame? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> No, Rudolph Valentino. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Much
1: different person. He was off
3: sides. This guy (laughs) wasn't. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Wow. Good sports jokes. (laughs) Jam. So, um, anyway, so we're. My mom's like, we got. We're going to the spectrum. And we live at like a mile and a half. Mm -hmm. So me and Billy are the littlest. And then Charlie and Johnny are. Mm -hmm. Charlie and Johnny used to fight over who was better, Rick McLeese or Reggie Leach, all day. So these were their. To This day, Charlie, everything is uh Rick McLeish, Rick adorable McLeish. Rick McLeish, and uh, so that that was their guys, mm-hmm. you know. And Bobby Clark was everybody's guy. Oh, Bobby Clark, come on, yeah. So we get there, there's nobody in there. And <laughs> my mom pulled us a, on a, a sled, by the way. <laughs> okay. Charlie, uh-uh. Charlie and Johnny was were it walking. a really long sled, like a little Charlie and Johnny were walking because they were a little bit old. Me and Billy were little again, mm-hmm. like five, six. Charlie's two years older than Billy Johnny's four years older than both of us you know what I mean so they yeah, were a little yeah, bit yeah. it's a big difference when you yeah so, no it is yeah and they're we going that, through this fucking snow drifts through the middle of the cars and shit at one point we lost my brother Billy I'm like mom <laughs> Billy fell you know he, what if like to this day you're out? like we lost Billy <laughs> it just <laughs> it was the end of billy That <laughs> <laughs> would be great but me and billy are close real okay close to okay age, so we're both real little yeah you know, yeah like, yeah and my mom's just Billy pulling just a, fell off <laughs> i'm like that <laughs> asshole <laughs> fell he's an idiot and so, so we get him back whatever we get to the stadium we get in there and i i just remember nothing like mm-hmm. that there was nobody there and we went right i could see the glass and everybody's skating and i technically i know who's who because i'm I'm surrounded. My my mom, my brothers. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, Charlie's the biggest hockey fan. He's he's my mom through and through that way. And so we're sitting there, and that that was their violent days, you know. Broad Street Bullies. Bulls, so Bobby Clark.
1: They were checks, r- they were the roughest, toughest team checks, in the
3: fucking National Hockey League. Absolutely, they yeah. changed again. They made a movie out of it. Yeah, I know. A, that's the best movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they literally like Bobby Clark checks this guy and his nose smashes and, and that's when that, that's when fights everywhere. were real you know yeah. how it's all like they have helmets. now yeah i know no and
1: helmets but you know how like fights in hockey are all produced like oh they're gonna get in a fight let's do a little thing yeah, watch
3: this they'll dance around like fucking like for your dance from easy rider yeah. you know like you know, so know what i mean dickly. it's all produced but that back Wait in
1: the day minute. broad street bulls listen i'm not talking shit because i didn't even know this five minutes ago when i show you, you're gonna say
3: what that was it <laughs> Well, either way, I'm going to see it. so So there was no dancing. Right. It was just fucking... Fighting. So this guy knows... My mom tells the story the best because the blood went everywhere. And my brother Billy is just you know baby face staring at him and i'm probably eating a hot dog and drinking hot chocolate because i'm a dick and <laughs> billy is just mesmerized and, and he, my mom meanwhile said, billy almost didn't even make it yeah. to the game you know yeah. he's got frostbite yeah. he's like what are we doing yeah. and <laughs> he's staring and bobby clark had this guy against the you know glass mm-hmm. and he just looked at billy's face and he just started giggling and let him go like oh alright <laughs> like, uh, like there's a thousand kids like, right here kind no, no, of thing. nobody up. except us oh my god we were the <laughs> only ones but Billy was just looking like what are you doing he kept with cock-eyed looking at that's him that's like, so funny why you shit up? of that guy what are you doing oh and my then goodness when he saw the blood he got like nauseous he was like oh and he kind of like sat down like oh ma'am oh like, my god yeah and that my mom took us to that like i bet we had no money so we would have never been able to afford a ticket but you
1: ate dinner that night and you got like front row yeah. seats and
3: hot chocolate and a hot dog and
1: your brother got fucking uh like completely i don't know he probably like some issues <laughs> for that I mean, you know hey, Like hey, why is there blood you know why is, why is this hockey player smiling at me while there's blood you know and just smiling with a mouth full of no teeth <laughs> and, yeah he's and, smiling at me i almost like you like know a jack-o-lantern and, he, and meanwhile that? billy was laying in a pile of snow for like 20 <laughs> minutes I'm thinking he's gonna this is it but we made like it. revenant style you know but that was that was my favorite that's awesome
3: baby oh you know why thing. that story
1: is awesome too because it's so it's so like philly-esque like it remind, it's like and it's also so like i used like my, my grandparents like i used to walk up the hill with the no shoes and the yeah, snow like yeah, the blah 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 yeah. you know but like i think it's very like it's like it's cool because it's like that these are the, like the memories from like sports and from Philly. And also, this, this winters used work. to just
3: be a lot worse or something, too. I don't They're know. They really
1: were. And I, I mean, not I'm anyone. telling
3: you, it was one of the worst... Ugh. And
1: I, you're the first person I've had because I have a I don't have a
3: ton of Philly. It was guests. a bad blizzard. If you look it up, it was one of those ones that was like it, it made mm. the books. Yeah, it made the books. And and I don't
1: have a lot a, a lot of stories from like it's like specific stories from like the times of people going to see them when they were the Broad Street Bullies, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I love those stories because I'm like, oh, so we can afford that. This that was, They were fil- the, the
3: they were the the hottest at that point.
1: They were because they had just won the Stanley Cup, and also to this day, hockey games are really expensive. Like they, oh, we, I, I didn't go. Know. I yeah. well, I didn't go to a lot of hockey games growing up like i went to a lot of phillies games because baseball games are cheaper you know like oh
3: interesting uh, yeah see i didn't go to any of them i, I went right to there. like <laughs> i
1: went to like two or three hockey games um but by my my time when i got in the flyers like lynn dross my oh, favorite yeah. player was this Excellent. guy eric desjardins yeah desjardins he's like french or something french canadian because they're all from fucking canada of course, you know of course the Canucks, um, huh? yeah i went to this thing called flyers wives fight for lives or something so i got to meet all the all the people i met um uh not lindros but who's the other the one the guy lindros no i met lindros yeah 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 what am i saying yeah Yeah, lindros um but i think that's really cool because it's like a part of what gives us like the reputation we have is you know from that time i honestly you have a lot of good sports stories i have to say well well,
3: that's what i'm saying i grew up with no choice yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean maybe if i was in a, a girlier household or something like even when my mom forced me to go to that ballet I just used to go to the parties and steal the candy <laughs> like I was an idiot and I would take all the candy and bring it out to my best friend Robert mm-hmm. who was outside like and then we would just go terrorize the neighborhood
1: well you know I think a part of it is like it's the culture you grow up in for sure but then also it's a part of it's in you like if you were a girly girl, girl you would have figured out a way to be that you know like I yeah. think the same thing for myself because I wasn't really very girly either and I um, I tried to do all that shit and I couldn't because i was flat-footed first of all so i was Aww. yeah i was not like very I, i'm not graceful at all like not a, i'm not what you mean dancing or sports da- dancing okay like yeah. like like gym gymnastics and mm-hmm. like they used to make me do all that stuff and i can't do a forward roll a forward roll that's the only thing you're supposed to do when you're like a little kid i can't do it i, I roll to the side i start that's off straight hysterical. but then it go sideways so so i think like First of all, your body just might not be built that way. But then, secondly, you. But I, I was I was a good athlete though. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. But so that's what big I got. Feet.
3: Into. I always have big feet, so I always had good balance. I don't yeah. know why that's a weird thing, but no, it did it's not happen. weird. Yeah. It's like it's like a duck or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just made that no, up. No, it's a. I'm a like. Strangely. <laughs> well,
1: I'm so happy that you were on the podcast and I'd love
3: to have you back. And yeah, then maybe you, you could look up things about me. I definitely, I mean, I definitely will
1: either way, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, not like I'm never going to see you again. Um, so you and I are doing some shows together in December, so that's exciting. Yes. Um, and uh, I can't wait
3: to move back to Philadelphia. You're
1: not fucking moving back. You know what? My mom says the same thing, but except I'm different
3: than you. I don't lie to my mother. Oh, I, I, I just tell her I'm not coming. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I'm very clear. Close with my mom. I know Uh, it's weird, and I I do. So you lie to her. Yes, I have to. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) no, but for years I've been. You get frustrated out here, and every time I'm like, maybe I should just.
1: It's hard. It's a rat race, you know. It's you need to stay grounded. See, that's another reason. That's a whole other thing that I didn't. I had a whole career before I even
3: moved here. Yeah, and I think that's crazy to me.
1: But sometimes I'm like, I'm like, um, I get in that same like, oh, I wish I started when I was 23. But then I think. But you know what? If I did, I'd be living in a car right now. You know? Like, I i don't think I had the, like, ability. So I think that the fact that you can come here young and get through it, I don't think I could have done.
3: I don't know if I could have done I was, that. Yeah, the first 12 years, I wasn't doing stand-up. Well, I mean, whatever, you you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, I know, but I was doing, like, you know, just doing act. Yeah, whatever. this just, is a
1: hard place to this live. This is a
3: way different thing. Yeah. The to stand-up.
1: Totally. But I just think, in general, being able like sometimes getting out of la you're like oh i feel like cal- like i feel calmer sometimes when i'm here but i also f- sometimes feel calm or when i'm not here but then sometimes i need to be calm to get calm again i need to come back here if yeah. that makes any sense i just said that no in a i get really it. weird it you
3: gotta go home and get like shooken up like, yeah and then kinda- I, i'm
1: like i gotta come back
3: yeah and then i'm all motivated
1: again but it, this is all, i mean i think just like anything else when you, you're trying to do one of the hardest things like getting up on a stage and trying to I'm definitely copying something from Dying Laughing Films, but they, one of the comedians says, getting up on a stage and saying something from your perspective and and in that, by your purpose in doing that is expecting and asking everybody that's watching you to have an involuntary response to what you're saying all at the same time is fucking nuts. Yeah. And when he said it that way, I was like, okay, that makes me feel better because when it does happen, and it happens more often than not, you of know, course. except for the you know the times that make me want to kill myself but like you, you get through it's like yeah that's the hardest thing so if you're doing the hardest thing I mean it's not easy you know yeah so that's, that's what an- we should leave everyone with if you're doing the hardest thing it's, it's not never easy. never gonna be easy yeah, yeah. That's, that's and, <laughs>
3: it, and it is like uh, like I think about the acting when I would go to auditions and stuff I don't really, you saw who got the part sometimes if the show was big enough, Mm -hmm. you know, or if the, you know, or the, you never saw the project. So you're like, oh, that just went away or didn't happen or whatever, you know, but night after night, you're following your competition, Yeah. you know, you you just, you, you bomb in front of your competition you know what i'm that, saying it's the it's worst like, yeah yeah. it's yeah. the worst feel
1: you're like fuck me she and then you think like here? no one's i always th- thought like no one's gonna book me because i oh yeah am bad I, I, you I know had a, i had one bad night now everyone thinks i'm awful you know
3: i had a, a show one night um and i got off stage and i saw like rogan leaving and i'm like Fuck, uh, he saw that. Uh, I was so pissed because he never really stays that late. And I love Joe. You know, yeah, yeah. good friend. I've done his podcast, like whatever. And he's very supportive. And one of the people who told me I should be doing stand up. And I, rem- I was so upset and I had a bad set. And I went home and I, I just went right to sleep. Like, I, was, you know, sometimes when I get that angry, you go to bed. Yeah. And I woke up and I just randomly checked like social media. and had a- all these new <laughs> followers and all this weird I was Isn't like, that weird this? Joe took a picture of me on stage and put it out there and saying, uh, my friend, Eleanor Kerrigan swimming through the, the shark infested waters late <sighs> night at the comedy store. And I Aww. was like, Oh shit. And that probably made you feel so much better. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh, he thinks I'm terrible. No. because He understands. But it, yeah. It, it, but it was one of those late night crowds where I'm dancing my highest dance and I'm yeah. stripping with sweat mm-hmm. and I'm like you know losing weight while I'm performing <laughs> which is awesome yeah, yeah, and yeah. weird at the same time and I'm I'm look and there's only 12 people in the audience and they're fucking wasted they're heckling me now they want to do stand up it's 115 on a saturday uh, yeah. and that's what I'm saying and that's the night he f- I saw him Walking out, and I was like, "Fuck!" He saw that. I was so upset because it's like you want the respect of the people you respect. Yeah, and you know, Rogan, has- and he re- and he respected you, but it was because you were.
1: In an impossible Fighting situation, fight. yeah, 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 yeah. The I mean that's yeah. and that's what all comedians like go through, you know. Yeah. Like you're, it's not always going to be the perfect condition. But it wasn't you know? like,
3: she's killing. He's like the way she, he said it was perfect because it's like swimming through these shark-infested waters late night doing what you got to do or something yeah. like that. Some not huge a compliment, but not a.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know (laughs) what? That had to have made you feel better, yeah at the time, you know. Put it up
3: if he didn't, you know. No,
1: and I mean, and that—that's what makes comedy so hard, because—and that's a good another good plug for this documentary, because they talk about what it's like to be on the road, and they're like, "Oh, everyone thinks it's so glamorous." Like, find yourself in fucking Nebraska with like a bunch of people that are angry and like screaming shit at you. Like, it's actually hilarious. Like, one time a lady walks up, I forget, he's um an English comedian. I can't remember anyone's name right now, but I'm I'm not. Even a sponsor for this shit. So obviously but, you love it. Yeah, it's great. But like, <laughs> she walks up to him and she goes, "He's bombing so bad." And she goes, "Um, you can go home now." She she's from the audience, and she was an old lady. She walked from the back to the front just to be very polite and be like, "You can leave now," because that's how bad he was bombing. So it's like, if you can go through that and still be alive, like, you can do oh yeah, anything, like you know. I mean,
3: I think about that night in Westbury, and every time I perform oh. in Long Island after. I'm like you motherfuckers will <laughs> never get me again. <laughs> never.
1: But you know, it it like it, it you, like if you're like And you haven't
3: New York. <laughs> you have. It. You hear that New York and, and fuck you. You, you guys I'm
1: aren't kidding. going to the World Series. No, fuck New York. Because I fucking hate the Giants.
3: I hate the Yankees. I hate the Mets. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets you're supposed to hate because of the Phillies. So that's normal. That's but, you know, but the Yankees uh I just feel like everyone they're like the Cowboys to me whereas everyone hates them because somehow they got adapted as America's team and I'm like Fuck no, you, you know what? They just overpay people. That's all it is, yeah. and
1: which makes them look like dumb fucks is that they overpay people and they didn't even make it to the World Series every this year.
3: So yeah, you know, keep doing
1: what you're doing. It sounds like it makes sense, Yankees. I can't
3: shit on going above the canonization as a Red Sox fan. Ugh, <laughs> Red <Girl> Sox.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go again. And you're, but you know, you had Kurt Schilling, and I, I supported Kurt, that. The so bloody Sox oh, Well, When's... this has been great. Where can people find you on Eleanor at, at Eleanor Kerrigan, right? Yeah, uh, or yeah. at Easy EJ. Rider.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow Women of Wrestling I still do commentary for them by the way Do you really? Uh, digital Wow Women of Wrestling Oh that's it's awesome It's w-o-w-e okay. dot com All right. Because w-o-w is a porn site. Ooh. Yay. You know, I, okay,
1: well, good to know. Good to know. So we won't go to wow.com because we'll see. Man. We'll be like, Wow. That's wow. That Eleanor. Wow.
3: <laughs> There's easy rider. Yeah. Well, Look you know that. what?
1: Actually, I could say it be Shannon Lee is a, uh, is a porn star too. So oh, not good. me, but a, a different one. And so when you Your alter p- ego, mm-hmm. no, no, <laughs> she's an actual, very successful <laughs> porn star. Way to that, go. Shan. That was very into bondage uh, in okay. the early 2000s. So if you Google my name, you see porn. And
3: yeah. Too. Well, if you Google wow women of wrestling, you could see Easy Rider doing a bronco buster on somebody, or you could go to wow and see somebody else doing a bronco buster on somebody else. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so work, guys, it's a very fine line. Be careful
1: what you Google, okay? Because <laughs> you'll see porn probably 75%. And then the FBI <laughs> and yes, knocking and on the door. And that too. Oh, oh, oh it, shit. all right, now she got Callie. Oh, I'm <laughs> My d- sorry. I know Callie's such a fucking dumbass. She doesn't know. She thinks someone's knocking on the door now. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being here. This is such a great Philly-esque episode. We've got the Eagles tonight. Go Eagles. And uh, we will see you next time. And also, if you're in the L.A. area, go to the Comedy Store because 90% of the time, you'll be able to see Eleanor in the original room. I will be there late night tonight. Late night, late night. So thank you again for joining. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody.
3: Thank you so much. Check out
0: Shannon's porn. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)